0: Welcome to Wizard Team, a Black Magical Podcast for Black Magical Stories.
1: Hi everyone, it's Bayana, Robin, and Portia embarking on a journey through the many fantasy stories written by and about Black people. Currently, we're reading Legendborn by Tracy Dion, and today we're discussing chapters 39 through 41. But before we get into those chapters, let's talk about what happened
2: previously on Wizard Team. And let me just say, if you are not one to sit around and be played, then you need to go check out our Instagram, where we have done a summary in meme form, so you don't even have to listen to this part. You don't want to. <laughs> we going to slide through our memmification of our previous episode, you know? That's very true. Uh, That's my favorite Viana part. I compiled it very <laughs> nicely for us all. So you just, you can have a, you can have a picture or you can pull it up as I'm talking about it and we can just walk through together, you know, <laughs> an audio to go with that visual, you know, let's go. All right. So previously on Wizard Team. Brie wakes up with a broken clavicle and internal bleeding, um, as pictographed, uh, DW staring at these post-its on the on the wall. She doesn't read them. She's like, mm, am I technically um literate? Yes. Do I think I'm actually gonna follow these orders that William gave me? No. So she goes to go find Nick, but instead of she gets to, before she can even get to contemplating like the full thing of like Nick not even being around, she hears Cell throwing a tantrum. And he's so loud, like he's outside in a forest, cracking trees. And she can hear it all the way in the lodge. Everyone in the lodge is like, mm, that's yourself during a tantrum. But Bree is like, I can help him. And she goes, <laughs> she goes out there. Uh, she realizes that he's angry and aether drunk because of him doing the oath. Um, and he's disgusted by himself and worried that he will be let go as King's Mage. And as we learn later in the episode, he's very validated for having these fears because Lord Davis is an a-hole who will fall back on these words. Like, he will pull through. Bree makes a connection between his words and Ruth's memory, what he says about, like, being King's Mage, and then also the memory that she shared with Ruth where she noticed um, a Merlin opening a gate in 1995. So she's, Bree starts to pull together. What if the attacks from 1995 are connected to the attacks that are happening now? So Sel and Brie pull on their sleuthing hats. Um, it's looking very, uh, Sherlock and Watson right now. Um, they go to the Davis house and they open up King uh well not King Child, let's not make him king. Um <laughs> they open up Dr. Davis's um study, they open up the folios, and they find out that not only um are there files that you know, document what happened back um in 25 years ago, but also that Cell's mom was the King's Mage who allegedly opened those gates that um happened. She had been let go because of this. And um, she is still alive, despite Sel being told that she was dead. Jinkies.
1: <laughs> Jinkies. <laughs> that was a great summary. Um, on to chapter 39. And guess what, y'all? The angst it gets angstier i don't know what to tell you it's just you know what this whole this whole whole section (laughs)
2: just and pining you know it's when you're pining in someone's face that's pining angst like just you
0: know all of it stolen on all sides on all sides i love it
2: and we don't even see like the full range of Nick's angst in this, like, we just see a, a, a little, psh, a a little dash. dash.
0: Just a dash, but it's there. It's Everybody there. Everybody gets it's a up. little something. Everybody gets something. You just get angst. It. You get angst. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you get longing. You get confusion. Um. Mm-hmm. So Sel, uh gets up and is pacing um, tracks on his carpet, kicks a hole in his closet, and Bree recognizes her grief in his, gets up, And holds him, like, not just hugs him, holds him and tells him Mm -hmm. she's sorry and helps him, like, come back But also, you know.
0: This man is very, it's touch starved. And we, this is like maybe the first time we see it. But also we talked about in the last uh, episode about how, like, when he's having these, like, meltdowns, everybody just lets him be. Yeah, and part of that up. is because he'd be, he be lashing out. So it's like, yeah, I'm not trying mm-hmm. to get got by the dude who has, can make ether constructs and like, you know, hellhounds and stuff. He's knocking um, down trees currently. Yeah. Like, it's like, no thanks. I'm, I, you know, for safety reasons. Sure. But he. Not even dead trees, like fresh living. Yeah, like, like trees that are still had trees. some years, had some centuries ahead. Um, but like nobody, he, like, when's the last time Selwyn got a hug? Like... I mean, to the point where rocket, he, before his she mama. holds
1: him, he tenses first. Yeah, his first like, reaction okay. is like,
0: ooh. He's like, what Danger. is this?
2: And, and then me, Rocket yeah. Raccoon from whenever they're uh, consoling Rocket Raccoon and they mm-hmm. he just stiffens. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's
1: a thing. That's what Sel gives me. Yep. Oh. Um, And then Tracy dropped bars as she is wont to do this is like the first sentence i never considered the loss of someone else's mother would be so connected to losing my own or that the loss would go hand in hand with death destruction and a horrifying fate nick's mother sells mine how many mothers has the order taken and i just like want them to like sit in that mm-hmm. for a moment i want well i guess brie thinking this she doesn't say it out loud i need brie to like sit in this for a moment because uh, they're the baddies remember so and not the cute kind of baddies
2: not the no, hot girl make kind of baddies that's, no. yeah
1: we got we don't have no whitney um it's giving villain is what it's giving it's not giving bad bad bitch it's giving it's giving villain um so wonder so wonders aloud if he is actually a monster because it looks like i came from one and my thing's like they don't question the validity of this report, or like, not even validity, because like something can be true and you still misunderstand like the motivation, um, or like the background or the context, right? And it, it reminds me a lot of what you were saying last episode, Biana, about like how Daddy Davis is still perceived to be like trustworthy and upright. Like, like say people don't, they're not disillusioned by like the cruelty that the regents and the order can inflict on its own like members but they are very much like drinking that kool-aid of like for the greater good and like Mm -hmm. um and kind of like you know (laughs) it reminds me of like when you see people just like taking police reports at face value or like the PR from a country um, as like factual truth. Right. Um, and you can kind of be like, I don't think that that should have happened. Or I don't agree with like the punishment or of the crime, but you'd never stop it to think that like, maybe the crime wasn't a crime or didn't happen that way, or it's being misrepresented. Mm-hmm. And so, i i was like just really struck in this part of this chapter by like that um that lack of skepticism i guess um after reading this report so fell immediately like well i guess they i would lie to you for my own protection um Probably like, you know, it's easier for me to think that my mom died in a in a botched mission than the fact that like she's being she I guess she's still alive, but mm-hmm. I'll never see her because she's being held in like a prison. Um then again, Brie continues to like recognize her own grief within like how Cell is like acting right now. And he's like, all right, let's move on. Let's get to like why we came here and figure out about find the answers about your mother. Um, and they find the foul on Bree's mother. She was at the um, gate opening and was had her memories altered. But then we find out that they track her and kind of test her um, in the intervening uh, years. So go ahead.
0: Yeah, sorry. I just wanted to go back just a little bit to just like the moment where um she like finds her file and she like sees her picture and like Mm. the the kind of moment there where she's kind of like i almost forgot what she looked like and it's it's a moment where i mean we also talked about like brie and sel how their anger kind of feeds off of each other um yeah like before and now it's kind of like their grief is they're both sitting there and they're trying to like be there for each other while also not wanting to accept that help at the same time, um, yeah, it's like very... you need help.
1: Obviously, I'm cool. I'm a thug. <laughs> I'm good. Tough it out.
0: <laughs> it's like, but I'm uh... also here for you, <laughs> right? If you feel like you need to break down, but I
1: don't. Um, yeah. you might. Yeah, and that's fine. That's valid. Feel your feelings, yeah. on me. I am good. I'm good. Um. Um.
0: <laughs> and then also the point where they, where they, uh, read out her major. Uh, she was a biology Mm. major and a chemistry minor which i agree Mm -hmm. with so sounds painful like that's crazy (laughs) but i also like Bree is like that's a
1: scientist like you know that's my mom yeah she got some pride in her voice she's like yeah
0: she's um, so like it's yeah i just feel like it's a i mean this whole chapter is just about like you know brie connected with nick about his mom and they've like had that connection, but then now again, like she brought it up at the beginning, the three of them have this same kind of loss. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Intersecting grief. Um, mm-hmm. oh, <clears throat> I have to read this part because um, I'm mad at Portia. Uh, so, the side of Owain and Squire Harris found Miss Carter and two other once-borns, see names Mitchell and Howard, near the ogoth E. Did drag? What is that? Ogoth Ogove U Thra Thraig. He corrects my pronunciation. The Welsh double D is the soft T H in leather. How dare you? Portia said, <laughs> Can you please give us a pronunciation guide? Tracy said, sure, here you go. This is how you pronounce this thing. And I still know for a fact I did not pronounce that right. O- 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 Thry- e- the double D is the soft T H as in leather. It don't th- explain the rest of the word. Th- it, it don't explain d- the rest of the word. How did you get the from? D- d- th- th- I mean, I I could be here all day because I when I read it, I was I I <laughs> spent a good chunk of time going. Th- 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 <inaudible> I don't get it. Right. Yeah. The tongue and the ears do what they do. It's a mystery to me. I am not a scientist. Um,
0: but it means Cave of the Dragon, which is uh love yeah. that love that for them. But also it's just where like she and Sal were there. Yeah and they were it's hiding under her boxes.
1: Games. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I'm not gonna go through all of this, but basically we find out that um She gets her memory altered after that. uh, The seeing the corporal um, demons, basically. Yeah. Um, And then they, um, the the report says they will be monitored during their time on campus and assigned a field Merlin when they graduate. Um, Which is like crazy. Just thinking about like.
0: You know in some ways i think cell likens it to witness protection but it's also dangerous because what do they do if something like happens right like i think they kind of go through like the logs of her mom and like oh yeah she's showing mm-hmm. no sign that she remembers the thing but like more than likely she does actually remember it because we know that brie can break mesmer so her mom has no reason to like we have no reason to believe her mom couldn't do that too and there's literally like fearing for her life because if she reveals that she remembers any of that it's not like they're just gonna like they're not protecting her at that point they're protecting the order um yeah and so it's really like these once born are actually in danger and not so much that they're like under their protection
1: yeah and we'll see like a little bit later um like reinforces the fact that like to mesmer someone you need to replace that memory with an equally weighted memory and so I was thinking, like, oh, if she s- shows a sign of, like, remembering, they'll just, like, re-mesmer her. But I, then I was like, well, the further and further along she goes, that gets more and more difficult. Mm-hmm. And at what point, because we know that the Order does not care about these people, do they do, like, a cost-benefit analysis? it be like, just kill her and be done with it. You know what I mean? Instead right. of wasting all this magical power or, you know, all this effort. Um, so... <clears throat> they're, they're dated like a log and they're just check-ins throughout her time as an undergrad. So she's 19 when this, when this hellhound attack happens that she sees. And wait, let me go back. She's a sophomore. So I, she wasn't in early college. She like a 19 so, a year old sophomore. Um, and this happens in like, like I guess we don't have the original date, but or we might in the other chapter that I can't remember. But like, so the the first check in is in May, a couple of weeks after May 1995, um, and the order member on campus is in a group project with her, um, in a linguistics class, spending several hours with her a week, even with some gentle probing about campus events. She does not mention or recall last month's attack, so. This kind of goes on while she's in college. And then the final um, check-in is May 2020. Um, she was killed in a hit and run. Um, and then the field, Merlin says they were alerted to the death by a vassal working in the local police department. They assumed the identity of an officer and then they leave, she leaves behind a husband, Edwin Matthews, and a teenage daughter. Um, and then this is the final entry in Witness 11's file. And so Brie comes to the conclusion that, like, this actually was just an accident. And that, and, and the same thing as, like, what Bayana was saying, because Sal's like, is this a Merlin you saw? And she says, like, yeah, that's it. And then Sal's like, if you can sense ether and you can see it, maybe it didn't work on your mom either and this is when brie kind of loses it um, and says, like she understands that like yeah she she's already thought of that and like so her mom she's starting to like understand like did this what she thinks of as like the smart thing and the safe thing and just hides and is like even if she could resist the mesmer she's not gonna like she didn't jump headfirst into the order. She didn't after. jump headfirst. She, didn't, which, make it she hot. didn't knock on the. She didn't, she didn't make it hot. Nobody knew yeah. besides her. Yeah. Um. And we, and she didn't knock on the door of the lodge, being like, "What up, y'all?" You know what I mean. Like she was just like, "I'm gonna keep my head down.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm
1: gonna graduate. I'm gonna mind my business. Um. I ain't seen nothing. My name is Bennett. I ain't in it." So anytime someone asks me about whatever, I don't know nothing. I didn't see nothing. No. Um, And so Brie calls herself a selfish daughter. Um, She did saying like her mom did what she needed to do to keep herself safe, keep her family safe, keep her daughter safe. Um, And that she hid um, this knowledge from her or tried to, but it didn't work because thought that
0: she had to come and dig. And I, this part is so sad because it's like, the thing is is it's not just about this, right? This is all the stuff she was already yeah. feeling right before she
1: found the order and was like, ooh, somebody else to blame. Um, yeah, because she said she had to come here and dig, and it's like here is not just the order and the lodge, it's also UNC and early college, you know, and like and, just, and pushing back against, like, the things that her mom tried to shield her from, basically. And I think that it's really interesting, too, because it makes sense that, like, in this moment, she's kind of blaming herself and saying that she's selfish and she's going against um, her mom's wishes or she she's she's doing something explicitly... Uh, that her mother would not have done. But it's also that thing of, like, when someone says, like, don't look down and your immediate, re- like, re- reaction is to look down or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and because her mom tried to hide these things from her, it's also why she had to dig, right? So it's like, yeah, it goes both ways. Like, there's a way in which I, I-, I believe this, that, like, her mother could have shared some, some more with her, with Brie, um, given her some level of information and still kept her safe and still said, like, if anyone asks like, it's, you, it's we don't talk about it. It's to be, this.
0: like, informed in yes. that way. Like, it's hard to, to know what to avoid if you don't know why. And, like, she obviously can tell that the order is dangerous, but she is in the dark. Like, yeah. she's spending all this time trying to figure out why. Um versus if she had and it allows for like beforehand she might have made she might not have made different choices but she would have made
1: more informed choices yes and this is like something that like as someone who works in communications and tech like we have to fight against all the time and like I'm always like advocating for more transparency because like the more cagey you are the more you lend to kind of tinfoil hat conspiracy thinking right and it's like even if it's not the case people can tell that you're hiding something and then what they think you're hiding can sometimes be 20 30 times worse than like just being like oh no man we you know we got rid of this thing because it costs too much to maintain Mm is much easier for people to understand than we got rid of this thing because we there's lizard people telling us what we can do. And we are like, and beholden to China and China, you know, or whatever, like people come up with. And sometimes it's not that, um, you know, Occam's razor or whatever, but like, sometimes it's just, it's not that, it's not this big conspiracy. Not that the order isn't a big conspiracy, but.
0: Right. Like, and I, even I, like, that's, that's the thing is like, you small, see all and, of like, the, you see all of the like, like, Bree's mom successfully, like, hid or kept herself and her abilities, like, under wraps. And, like, again, like you said, like, obviously the Order is still a big conspiracy. Like, she knew. And so she was like, I'm not gonna tell my daughter about this. And I'm gonna try to keep it from her because I know that the Order is watching me. Um, They just didn't have anything to do with her death. Like, all, you know, there's still other stuff that popped off around her. But it was not a direct... um
1: contributor yeah, to, and, like, like Bree's mom too I feel like she's probably like yeah this is a big conspiracy but this conspiracy has nothing to do with me it's not a danger to me or mine so let them go like that's that's some white people shit and let that go be some white people shit you know what I mean like we don't get involved in like their their fights you know um mm-hmm. I, I think it's also just
2: personality types I think we talked about this um on as a side like on it like not probably within uh the podcast but um how people learn in different ways and like how I think all of us here are more like if I see someone else go through it that's enough like I see it I understand I'm not doing it um and but some people need to learn through like directly going through the thing even if they see it it doesn't really um connect with them and I wonder if Brie especially grief-stricken Brie would have been receptive to even if her mom had warned her, forewarned her, like, if you see something, no, you didn't. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. If mm-hmm. uh, She would have been receptive to that logic after she actually had seen the thing in the quarry, right? Like, would she really have, like, come through with her mom saying? Or was she have been like, nah, I'm about to figure out what this is. You know what I mean? So it really just depends.
1: But I also think that even if that was the case, she would have gone about it differently. She wouldn't have made herself known to the order in the same way. You know, like it would have been she much She might not more... have even
0: gone to UNC. Like, I think like that's the whole yeah. like root of that's their what she think. argument yeah. in the for- in the first place is that like her mom was holding so tightly to her that she wanted to like break free of that. Um, And like, again, not to say that she would have made different choices, but she would have made informed choices and it might have like changed. It might. It's And like, you know, maybe she wouldn't have infiltrated the order. Maybe she would have been like, you know what? my mom wanted me to stay clear of them i know they're like you know what i mean she would have had more information
1: on them from or she would have investigated the order first, but not infiltrated them you not know infiltrated I mean? your, or she would have already come in
0: with more like preconceived notions of who they are versus mm-hmm. like coming in completely like uninformed and getting their her initial like knowledge of them from them themselves um maybe she would have like found patricia faster before that you know what i mean there there might have been different ways that she went about it um either way like the the point of her feeling selfish again is really stems from the fact that they had that big argument before she passed away and not necessarily like it is this too um but it's like a compounded thing that she's been repressing and ignoring and like projecting onto something else and now that that something else has kind of fallen apart and shown that like a oh, nope that's not it now she's like oh then it really is me i am the problem which is not true but that's, that's not how a she's that's how <laughs> yeah, she's gotten definitely. there
2: <laughs> yeah and i think and the it's... component of grief is also just like living with like not having the options anymore like not having the option to talk to her mom anymore not having mm-hmm. the option to see what her life would look like if it continued with her mom in it and so for that reason i would love to see some fanfic um of like what would happen if brie had been forewarned um and um perhaps if she had like we had got a separate book where a different book where she had actually like interacted with like her rebellion was instead with talking to the rootcraft community because she knows that her mom didn't so she's like i'm gonna rebel against my mom by talking and engaging with community that she refused to engage with like that's what i'm gonna do and then that somehow leads to her getting involved with like um like not like competition but some kind of conflict with the order given like what they can
1: do and also the fact that she is freaking arthur's line like that would have been like an interesting spin on the story as well and obviously like brie doesn't know this at this time but like yeah there is nothing like she's going to get thrown into this eventually. She can't she, avoid it. she can't right, avoid yeah it. she is author or part of author's line. but so this is one thing I wanted to point out too. it's like so she's um saying that she like she's selfish. she had to come here and dig. and then she said, um, you know, self trying to comfort her this is back to like two people, two broken people trying to give comfort without receiving it um, and she says, she didn't want me to find the order because she didn't want me to become your target, but I did anyway. Um, didn't want me to get hurt, but I did anyway. I had to barge in here with the barest shadow of a plan and no clue what I was doing. And I know that she's going through it and I know that she's in grief, but also we stand some self-awareness. And I'm glad <laughs> she got <to> that <laughs> like, she got there in the end and admitted it to herself. If nothing else, I... I, I don't wish her pain and i'm I, I feel very like sad that she's grappling with the all of these emotions especially in front of cell um but she admits it was she the barest shadow things. of a plan
0: yeah um it's okay so she's then... gonna keep doing the same thing so it's fine <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think like I mean, she knew it. She's known it the whole time. She's never been in denial. Yeah. She's been in a place she's, of like, she's I'm, gonna just, I'm gonna just keep moving. Like, if I keep moving, then it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't matter.
1: Every I wouldn't say I'm I wouldn't say that she was plan. in denial, but I would say that she wouldn't admit it. She'd be like, "It's fine. The plan I mean, she's is keep moving.
2: The she's plan like, is, like, is bear and she was. That's it's like it means means to the end. Like it's yeah. gonna bear out in the end. I'm gonna keep yeah. moving. It'll it'll bear out in the end. It doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense now. In the end,
1: it's gonna it'll, it'll work itself out. It'll I'm clever, you know. Um, yeah. And that's the plan. The plan is that I'm smarter than these people. Um, so then she says, "Take her away." Um, and self says, "Who?" And so she's asking self to take away all of it i don't want this anymore i don't want to feel this anymore um i won't break the mesmer i'll let it happen i if i can't have her i don't want to remember her she wants to be eternal
2: sunshine for her mother she wants to be eternal
1: sunshine from her mother but like it's also like and this is the one part where i'm like i am glad that cells that this is happening in front of Stella, and not someone else or like a william or something like that um because it is like a very deep and raw emotion that she's feeling. Mm-hmm. And as much as she just said, you know, I came in here with the bearish shadow of a plan, she's now throwing out another unthought through, unexamined plan. Um, that, you know, stems from hurt and grief, but like Say he he said yes. And then what? Like your dad is gonna ask something and you're gonna be like, who? Like <laughs>
2: <laughs> but also, like it's very like I'm glad that cell is not Doctor Strange and she's not Peter Parker. Like I'm yeah. so glad, man, like that, that part. Right now, like the white because... man science
1: of like, well, let's just see if we can
2: do it. I don't. Let's, think it, but let's try. It. I'm like, and like I honestly don't think that's within character. I'm like, he's a freaking surgeon. Like, why would he just willy nilly improvise? Okay, this kid. Like, I, I it's still It doesn't sit. Like, it doesn't hit for me. But sure, it happened. Fine. I'm glad Cell is very, not doing that. Very, very egotistical. Sure, I mean. <laughs> but egotistical within the realm of like, I got, like, he's, does he not have enough things to do as the non-sorcer supreme? <laughs> like, why is he taking on a request from this teenager who could, if he simply would do things like, rationally in his life, could possibly help, but is like, instead, calling on magic. Like, I get that if magic is, magic is the temptation. If it's available, you want to use it. But at the same time he don't got it though he has to go request it and you're the adult in the situation so for what how is some more of an adult than dr cma <laughs> Is my question
1: we really got I mean, off I the think... plot here but yeah
2: <laughs> 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 welcome to um, where the two we talk about
0: <laughs> everything um i would say too like i think it again he's also still reeling from like what he found out about his mom and so like I think in some ways he's probably seeing himself through you know what I mean like through Bree's mm-hmm. eyes they're each ar- other he's... through their green yeah, they yeah they see yeah.
2: each other oh. <laughs> Bree's respected. <laughs> yeah he's like I wouldn't do that he's like I could see how you can get there but right. I, he's like, like I, I, I understand he shoes. understands the feeling yeah but he's also and like, like no definitely not, not like the move and I'm glad he explains it the way that he yeah. does because that's honestly, it's just like, oh, so I
1: literally can't. Like I, you really literally can't. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry, sorry, babe. Um, and I do like that he's like, even if I wanted to, because it's like I don't want to. Yeah, right. I'm right. not going to. But even if I did want to, I I can't. Which because even
2: strange, I said and yes. done. It's I'm not powerful
1: have- enough. <laughs> I don't have the range. Um, it's not even that. It's not even like the power. It's
2: literally like. You have to replace it with something, and it's like, where does that come from? Like, where yeah. would you even what
1: is the what is of your what mother? is comparable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And either I'm way, like you're her still entire hurting. existence like, too. Yeah, not just like her death,
2: but you have her whole life, her whole everything you know about your mother.
1: Mm-hmm. The fact that you're born, right? We, did we just? Virgin you just remember your shit. father, your father, also, was yeah, just like your able father, to out of your will, yeah, you know. Um, so then she breaks, she's crying, she runs. Brie really loves to do two things ignore some very thought, well thought out advice, and then run away. Um, yes. avoid it, it man, she keeps listen. it moving, she keeps it moving avoidance works her
2: consistent
0: um, <laughs> is it is that what's happening right now is it working
2: yeah <laughs> it works it's in the moment right? like i gotta <laughs> on this emotion this emotion is run away guess what i'm gonna do i'm gonna run with this emotion let's,
1: let's go <laughs> okay she keeps coming back so so. to it my listen a, a licensed therapist told me that avoidance works she I said know. I know. Time. I it, don't you know if about the time, time in this way. I'm aware
0: that, that this therapist told you this. I'm just saying.
1: By the time it stopped working, you then are, you've avoided enough to think of another plan to avoid. Is, is what hmm, I'm saying. I'm
2: not saying you're saying. wrong. I'm not saying you are wrong i am saying i do not know that that's what the therapist
1: wanted you to go. I don't think so. this there.
2: rationale.
1: Listen, she should have <laughs> talked faster because I stopped listening when she said it works um so then she runs to the um she's like i never should have come here she goes to the door and then boom 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 nick is standing on the opposite side of the door and that is where this ends
0: with with Cell's hand on her shoulder as
1: well as nick is beating, Sel- being
0: like don't go away. And then she opens the door. Sell asking somebody the not to
2: leave to order somebody that he prosecuted for totally. a dealing. Uh, me girl, <laughs> please stay da, 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 with me da, to da,
0: tonight. Da, da, da,
2: da, da, da. None of this is gonna line up. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad because I'm like that. We might have a harmony, but we cannot know. We, we would don't. Never, we, would know. Never know. <laughs> we would never know. We never know.
0: Love b content? Want to see the tricks behind the treats? Every month we drop behind the scenes and bonus content on our Patreon. Baddies at any tier get access to notes, process videos, and podcast outtakes. Support us on Patreon at any tier by going to patreon.com slash blacknerdscreate. All right, so... This is, I will say, this chapter is very short also, like, we're about to get to some really short chapters. But can I, I just say, I was, I, was like, like, the- I was like skimming through earlier and I was like, oh, some of these chapters are like a page, so.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was going to, like, for Robin getting the pronunciation chapter and then you getting the full-on angst com- confrontation chapter, I'm like, this is so on-brand. Like, this spat of, <laughs> <laughs> of the chapters of the alignment is really on-brand. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: yes okay so um of course they're in turmoil play?
1: and poor
0: and nick poor is behind biana
1: I'm, is loving every Just i love just, this just, oh
0: this is my jam um so yeah so uh, obviously this is like the worst timing ever because if everybody had been like emotionally you know strong at this moment it maybe <laughs> could have been different but because everybody
2: and they were if they were just like emotionally nick, not swept up in emotion right, right. Now, they well just i would also like say mature. like
0: it's interesting reading this chapter because nick doesn't get mo- doesn't really get a moment to feel jealous every moment where he's about to like he gets let in a little bit more on like how like you know messed up Bree is or like what's actually going on and he's like oh no now i feel really, you know what i mean now he's like yeah oh. Oh, this is, so I, but I also appreciate that he's someone who, like, I don't know, there are people and, like, even characters who get super caught up in, let's talk about the tangent, Gail Hawthorne. Woo! <laughs> this man is so concerned about if Katniss simply and leave, kissing Katniss not, and not the fact leave. that she's fucking traumatized all Simply on some leave. oh i just saw Peta, and he's been hijacked and my first thought was i'll never have a chance with katniss just leave Please. <laughs> get out <Please. laughs> like oh my god um nick doesn't do that right he's not he's not prioritizing he's not making feelings. it about him he's not making yeah. it about him he's not prioritizing his feelings over breeze he like genuinely cares about her and what's going on and like he's Confused and a little like upset about the fact that it's Cell that she like made this discovery with, but he's, Hilarious. but it's not like, but he's primary... really is like,
1: table that.
0: <laughs> yeah, like exactly. He's like, that's not what it's about. Like, I can, he has yeah. those feelings and he deserves to have those feelings, right? But it's not the most pressing situation right now. And so he can leave that on the side. He can start to feel it and then be like, nope. <laughs> we can put that on the side and then we're gonna like deal with the issue at hand which is that brie is in shambles and is talking about she's leaving um instead of you only kiss me when you're upset like i'm about to Mm. never wanted to i mean that's actually not true i want to punch a lot of fictional characters anyway yeah Um, is a very you know when i read it as a as a teenager because i reread it this year and it had been at least 10 years since i reread it i didn't oh. feel as like like viscerally upset about gail before that i was just kind of like you know it's his best friend, her best friend they're not like romantically compatible whatever i just kind of left it there reading it as an adult i was like no <laughs> somebody i'm, now
1: him. I'm, I he it. I'm like <laughs> he doesn't
0: have to die but just like shoot him
1: <laughs> I've only ever read it as like an adult. I was like, can he not because, get caught up in a snare? Like, I'm like, yeah, come I've, on. Because yeah. he was always irking me. Where I was, I mean, the whole I couldn't, I didn't A lot of times, I couldn't parse between whether I was like more mad at Suzanne for writing him or him. Mm. Like, his, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. like, okay, your character makes sense, and it makes sense for this character to behave this way. And then yeah. sometimes you're like, but you didn't have to write him this trash. Like, yeah. it was just,
0: I mean, I will also say, not a like, person we- yeah and i will say like reading mocking jay i felt like i understood what she was doing with him and like yeah on a on a like narrative and like philosophical le- level i appreciated like his character and showing like his like thought process especially as it regards to like the actual revolution against the Capitol. but when it came to just katniss herself f him <laughs> he could go she does not no. have
1: time
0: wrap it up to no. care
1: about your feelings like He's you're you're watching adult, her in the I Hunger Games
0: feeling jealous about some other kid who can also be well, murdered she's like, like she's in a murder for game.
1: Her life. She's in a murder game.
2: they volunteering for her sister, who you're supposed to be taking care of while she's out she... here in these fields. You're supposed to be taking care of her family, taking making sure you're backing her up as her bestie, making sure she doesn't worry about her family while she's away from her family. Never not once doing. at no
1: point and in you that do entire it. trilogy did Katniss have like a, a realistic time to sit down <laughs> and be worried about... Unconditional it. or unconditional just
2: like help. Like just like Peta was the only one who was like unconditionally giving her... Peta. Oh, mm-hmm. like it's tra- it felt very transactional. Even after he got freaking... Even after he got uh,
0: hi- uh, what's it called? Hijacked. He was still at once he mm-hmm. started to calm down and, you know, realized some of that stuff wasn't real. He was still Katniss was... it. So anyway, I don't know if we're going to keep that in we gotta figure out something to do it if we don't but <laughs> like we're not gonna read this book series but here's some of our
2: thoughts but like, uh, uh, uh,
0: it. and it just makes me you know appreciate Nick more especially
2: after having like
0: just done that yes. um.
2: especially because like as a love triangle I feel like I dislike and we've talked about this, like, our dislikes in love triangles but I dislike love triangles where it's very clear that the main character is gonna go with one person from mm-hmm. like from early mm-hmm. on in the triangle and you're like so then why make it a triangle then? Like, right. why is this happening? And I appreciate with, with Hunger Games, because Katniss is, again, should be ace. Um, It's so wrapped up in so many different things or whatever. Like, she really just can't be compelled to linger on romance too long because there's so many other things she's got to be worried about. And it really is not a big priority for her. Again, right? It should be
1: ace. Um, I don't even know if so, it's like I don't even know if it's that like Caddis should be ace, but like there is no room for romance. Well, she really she in the heart. Emotionally,
2: she's not emotionally. Even she in she that read way. very
1: ace to me as well. Yeah, she just read very she, ace to me. But also, there is no room for like thinking about like if you do not. If you can't envision a how future how can you see a yourself, future? Yeah. Yeah. If you can't envision yourself living through the next week, what are we doing?
2: What are we doing? And you're I'm worried okay. what I'm doing while I'm over here battling for my life. Get out of mm. my face. Ooh, oh, Gail gets on my nerves. <laughs> He's the worst. Okay, okay.
0: So, um, so it only takes a second for Nick's eyes to take in her tear-stained face, Cell's hand on her shoulder, and Cell standing behind her. Um and so, obvi- so rest and Felicity are with are with him. Um, but like, obviously, right? Like, if you just take in that scene on its own, <laughs> immediately, cells kind of getting cells getting thrown out the house like uh like jazz in the first place. At least he change just
2: resting. It's not like he's like grappling, like right. holding her. But down. you know, it's even still. It's like if that's all he's you're going her. off
0: of, yeah. You're like, wait, what? I told you first of all, I told you to stay away from her. Now you made her cry.
2: Why are you so hard to this? stay away from him? Like, y'all We're, was about We're about to do
0: it. We're about to throw them out. Um, so Nick is like, what the hell is going on here? Um, And so Bree immediately is like, I need to go home. So she is not, you know, in the same way that we talked about, like, just in the last chapter about how Cell and Bree are both trying to help each other and also not receive that help. Like, Nick is not who she feels like she needs to see right now because she doesn't want to like... Feel his concern for her. She doesn't want to be comforted. That's why she's running away from cell right now in the first place. And so she knows that if she sees Nick and like deals with him and explains what's going on, like any of the like trying to build her walls back up is just not going to happen. um
1: I also and, think too. Sorry, like really quickly. Yeah, that, go ahead. Like, She she's grappling with all of her own stuff too, but like. She, I think seeing Nick is also another level of guilt of like, I pulled you back into this world, even though, as we know, he was going to get pulled back in anyway. He was going to happen um, regardless. He was going to happen regardless. But like, I, I pulled you kicking and screaming and it was, it was what it was, looked like. You know what I mean? Like, I, mm-hmm. it, it was an accident the whole time. Like um, Right. So it's like further, like more guilt more guilt yeah so it's like i can't deal with you trying to comfort me when like once you figure out what actually is going on you'll notice that like my hubris all just my kicked off yeah it's all my fault yeah um
0: so nick is like I'm what selfish. why he, he turns to Cell and is like what did you do to her i didn't do anything so Cell. not that she'll believe me um then Bree confirms it but nick is like then why are you crying um she again doesn't really explain she's just like i gotta go home she asks felicity specifically to take her um and nick is like i can drive you like what do you you mean by that um but brie i can't look at him felicity please so again she's just like she needs she wants to get away from this situation um and so felicity's like sure asks russ to bring her uh car which as an aside can we talk about i love Russie? that for her i love mm-hmm. that she I, instead of just being like oh yeah i'll go get the car she goes "Rusty, can you get my car please you know what baddies up one <laughs>
1: i love the, the the like why do what you can when you can make a man do it for you but Rusty, as an i don't like that you don't like Russie? Russie. I, I like, think
2: it's cute. I like that he it's, it's, it, I don't if mind it's it there It's right. not
0: like anyone else is calling him that. Right.
2: Don't. Oh. This
0: and the she's British. If it was her like, the, the British accent. Does a little something more to it. I don't oh, know. Maybe. Maybe.
1: I think it's I think it's because of Russ. Like, and Russie. I think it's like, it just sounds like Rusty. I don't know. I think it's really just the wording. Like, mm. if it was a pet name for, like, with a different name, maybe I wouldn't care. If it was Nikki, go get my car. I probably wouldn't have such a, ooh. I don't that's
2: like. So I like Nikki less. I feel like
1: maybe it's because Rusty is. I know
2: I've known people known Ru- named Rusty, so it doesn't bother me like ear wise. It doesn't bother me. Yeah,
0: it didn't bother me at all. It was more just like you know that's their relationship yeah. and yeah. I mostly was like, yeah, you better go.
2: Go get that car, Russ. <laughs> It reminds me of like like whenever because like, this when maybe we have a good relationship. Hopefully it's a good relationship. Um, like Darren, and I'll be like like I we were in a whole other country and I was like, would you mind grabbing me some books while you're in the town center? He's like, sure. I'm like, yes. I See? get the books that I want while I'm work- while I'm actually on panels. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Team. It's a teamwork. Right teamwork. Here. Teamwork makes the dream work. Um, and I love that. What is Felicity doing right now? Just being nosy. Just, just yeah, she's know. not. She's. It's not like she has something else to
0: do. I mean, no nothing that like russ couldn't have done yeah
1: yeah but she's there to maintain and make sure no blood is or not too much blood is shed i guess
0: right and i think also like if brie is looking specifically to her with for help like in that situation yeah.
1: it's like less she could of be like grown. maybe
0: i need to stay with her until yeah. the car is here as opposed less to leaving men. and who knows what's going on
2: exactly She's clearly um, to be along with them so let me alone with them. So let me be someone with her as she yeah. was trying to not be alone with them. Yeah.
0: So then so goes, let her go, Nick. Um <laughs> which is just like, bro <laughs> also...
1: And then they both wanted from the beginning. They notice
0: they notice that he doesn't call him Nicholas. He says Nick. So somehow that also makes everyone like
1: Tends like what
0: do you what? Why are you inserting yourself? It's taking up they're
2: picking up the cues.
0: And so in that split second, Nick sees something new between Brie and his King's Mage. Um, something Brie can't explain right now, not even to herself. Um, so again, he turns back to Brie with like confusion and hurt. But then um she's like trying to figure out what to say, how to like explain to him that like everything's cool. And then she says, it was just an accident. Which of course sounds crazy <laughs> sounds serious like, sounds like something you're not supposed to say when your maybe boyfriend catches you with his king's mage <laughs> who may or may not hate you like it was just what was an accident uh, y'all um, hate that what's going on he's like We're what not, do you mean uh, um but so then nick is like his voice is soft and pained he says what was just an accident B?" um and Bree realizes then that he thinks he means something with Cell. So she's like, okay, no, like, I, you know, she's freaking out. She wants to both reassure him and also get the fuck out. Get the him. hell out. Um, and so she, um, so behind Cell, Tor and Sarah are both in pajamas. A crowd is gathering. Um, they'll know they'll all see me like this. So she, again, she doesn't want an audience. She doesn't want her walls to break. She wants to like keep up this like, um mask i guess in front of these people so then she explains the car that night the hospital no one just an accident um understanding mm, understanding passes through him and blood drains his face um the devastation on his face is all for brie and all for her pain um which again so he he puts aside whatever confusion and questions he has about cell and is like oh shit like this is a difference you know what i mean like this is Mm -hmm. about brie um but then brie says if i accept it if i if it touches me i'll shatter i know i will um he reaches for me but i raise both palms and his hand falls that simple gesture pushing him away looks like it breaks him as much as it breaks me and so nick asks how they found out and then he glances up at Cell and then goes, with him? Um, <laughs> he said,
1: Cell <laughs> This? Sel! You, ju- you couldn't wait a few hours? You, like I I was right. you knew where I was. And and you knew you, where I was. I was to hard back. Hard. You got a broken com- clammacle and I
2: was coming right back.
0: Bro, you were supposed to be
2: sleeping. In a minute, in the in the moments I was leaving you to heal, you was trying to heal for real. But
0: oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Um, I'm sorry, Bree whispers. This was all a mistake. <clears throat> so then, Russ pulls up. Nick is shaking his head no. Um, the car idles loud enough for the legend boy that the legend born in the foyer or foyer can't hear, but Nick can, and so can Sel, because Cell got the super hearing. Um she says I can't be here anymore. Um Nick is like no wait, please I need you. You have to know I choose you. I want you, Bree. If Camlan is coming, I want you. Um I I you know that's that's a that's a it's a moment. A, I'm sorry. We need a it's we really... need a notebook
1: in the rain.
0: Yes.
2: <laughs> he said please. It's just like angsty, sad R&B vibes. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's. We need the... a Fisco spinning. <laughs> I'm gonna find the song. Ain't I'm nobody do drama
0: like a cisco No, he doesn't. It's very true. Riping
2: um a shirt But yeah, so like,
0: it's, so. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um. So it's definitely like this moment where, again, he's got a lot of questions still. But again, the most important thing for him right now is Brie and like his feelings for her. Um. But Bree is like, Calm no, y- you don't. <laughs> you don't want me to be doing this again because she's feeling all of this guilt. She's feeling like she dragged him into this um, and all for nothing, she presumes. Um, so then she climbs into the car and leaves him behind, standing alone in the gravel as they drive away.
2: Is it also raining? I can't remember.
0: It's not raining. It's, it's not, not raining. But it should have been i love nothing more than a very like obvious uh rain trope in the middle of drama it's one of my favorite things it's the only thing i remember about the uh incredible hulk movie Uh that every time there was an emotional moment it would be raining. raining every single time
2: I feel like the oh. 1998 or 99 version of the parent drop did this very well. Like the final scene with like oh, the yeah. mom and, and like, like sister leaving to go to London and it's just like raining. And then the song that goes with it like every time. Mm-hmm. And you're just like,
0: man, I'm writing my feelings. It really, it really hits, you know? Like It really hits. It really does. Um, that's so a I and that's that. Okay. <laughs> No, I mean I I love it and hate it. You know what I mean? It's like it's so. It's like one of the I bigger it, reasons it, why I think it can be done really well. Mm-hmm. When I say in terms of the Hulk, that's the only thing I remember. It's not because it's good.
1: It was yes, one of those sure. things. No, no, where no, no, no. When no. I was
0: watching it, I was just like, "Oh, again, it's raining again." Like, where are y'all?
1: Yeah, it's one of the reasons why. And you know, don't at me. I don't care. I don't like Peter Jackson. And when I have a harder time, it's like, let me get to the emotion on my own like you don't need to like be like sad. like he'll because he will give you rain a, a an orchestra a, a pushing close up on the faith. like i get it i get it
2: i don't think i've seen any peter jackson works outside of what are the rings
1: the king kong i never saw lord of the rings the king kong no, was the king one where kong. i was like i mm-mm. No, it's uh Tom Wilson in that one as well, or is that a different? No, movie? it's a different one. It's an
2: earlier King Kong. Oh goodness! Well, I hear sound. Okay, I'm waiting for something. So let's get into chapter forty-one, and let's to be clear, chapter forty-one starts part four, which is at, is it the final part, or is there yep. another part right after this? It's the, it's the final part. Final part in this story. We are at the at the final countdown for. What we know is to come but Mm. in our breakdown in these episodes i'm sure it's gonna really get hit home because reading it through is one thing reading it through and like contemplating the intricacies of it as we go it's a whole other thing so i'm already ready for this part four to be giving us a lot and so we are straight up in compartmentalization, Bree. She honors her mom's "been it, not in it" methods by trying to adopt them herself. She, you know, you know, the whole time we've been complaining about how Bree was not answering her phone, not checking her phone. What is a phone? Why does she have one? That was her. That was how she relates to her phone. Well, now that comes in handy because that's how she treats everyone from the order when they try to ping her. She's like William, Smitty. Any like why for what I don't know you like she's Mariah Carey and the order is uh is J Lo she does not know them <laughs> so she's like you know on this very much like I have to study I'm going to go to class I'm gonna eat my meals and repeat that's it and it's funny because girl it's week two week is it week two maybe three. Week three maybe three it's week three. In her college career on an accelerated pathway. And she is now putting her head together, which I feel like is, it can be a usual kind of journey with people. They get to college and wild out for a little bit and then they'd be like, you know what? I actually need to pull together.
1: I'm actually I not I feel like though. that kind of happened. Well, I don't know if that happened with me, but I've seen it happen a lot. I think it happened with me a little bit in reverse where I was like, okay, and now I know where I'm going. <laughs> I know where my classes are, not let me go out of control. Um, I know that my mom is not gonna just pop up out of nowhere because you know, that was always the constant fear with me. Um still happens sometimes, but you know, now let me see what happens if I decide to not go to class and go get some coffee and, and wander. Um, so yeah, I, I don't begrudge her.
2: Yeah she everyone has, goes through their journey in different ways this is Bree's journey and yeah. they're sim- sometimes sure. you have
1: to get mauled by a demon a few times before you think hmm let me focus on my study Sometimes well, that wasn't what a,
0: happened but
1: <laughs> that wasn't that, was not within the that wasn't the
0: impetus <laughs> she, you would, she think, got by you would think you would but think that you would
2: think you think we're having an impromptu wash night with demon blood in her hair would have been like you know what this is too much this is too much <laughs> Team too much. No, no. Gotta let mm. this go. No. No, no. It was the fact that she realized that her mom had seen the similar things to what she'd seen and had chosen a different way and she's like, oh, shoot. I'm effing up. And sure, this is where we are. Um, and But this is, like, as her bestie and roommate, Alice is seeing this, like, direct flip in behavior and is going to confront her about it. And I'm glad she mm. does um and it's funny that she decides to do it and, at breakfast when it's hilarious that this like she woke free up early to, to like to go to breakfast and this reminds me of whenever i was in college because i never made it look i am chronically late to things sure but also i just don't do i don't need breakfast if i'm gonna have breakfast usually, like a smoothie or something like i really don't i'm not pressed about breakfast Coffee. so whenever it depends for me I've just not pressed about it. Like, brunch? I can do a brunch.
1: Breakfast? I miss brunch so bad. I told my friends the other day, I said, I'm going to have to start watching the NFL again, just so y'all invite me out so I can go have brunch.
2: <laughs> I just, like, I'm like, I, because brunch timing works for me, and the meals work for me, because it's like a mixture of both in a way that yes. I actually
1: enjoy it. And br- and breakfast, I've got to be in a real mood for it. Like, I don't like really it. Sometimes you get sick of having sweet stuff. Like, I don't want pancake every single time though i will <laughs> or french toast you'd be like mm. yeah sometimes mm-hmm. i want the savory but then the savory always got like 15 eggs on it and
2: then also i'm sorry it's the breakfast tangent, but also like i just like as someone with like dietary issues it's just like i can't be having all that so that's a lot on my stomach yeah. that is not going to go well so i'm a be very selective and thoughtful about when i'm going to engage and like if it's worth engaging with or if there are options that work for me that I'm going to be okay with. Um, so, French usually tends to work out for better for me generally because breakfast is very bad dietarily sometimes. Um, so, she. I'm talking about the timing because, uh, yeah, I also as someone who was also pulled out of bed early when we were in college to go to breakfast, and the breakfast was mid, and I was like, "Y'all pulled me out of here for what?" But okay, for this, I, for a waffle on the griddle. I y'all walked me out of here with this waffle on the griddle. I could, I could, anytime I go to a hotel and they have a continental breakfast, the same thing, same little waffle iron. Oh, yeah, no, I
1: very, I mean, uh, COVID really solidified this for me, but in general, I was like, free breakfast is not the thing, and even the coffee, no, no, that's not a make or break, it's not, it's. So, you know, shout out to the Hampton Inn and Santa Cruz. That banana came in handy. Them them fruits. (laughs) But that's about it. Yeah. So I feel like Bria is, like, in a
2: similar lane of thought um, because she is, like, dragging in this breakfast. She's just, like, her brain's not all the way on. Same. Um, And she's just, like, letting... Warm Pools of Butter expand from the horoscope ske- section to an article in the newspaper as she's reading it. Cause her, she she's not, her body's not even pulled up together yet. She's just eating and able to read. And those are the two things her body's able to do right now. She's not functioning fully. Um, and it's not helped by the emotional detachment she's trying to like compartmentalize right now in this moment. Um, and I think tr- maybe strategically, Alice tried to do this, tried to pull her into this moment where she's kind of, like, vulnerable enough to, like, confront about the change that she's had. Um, and Alice um, mentions um, something, and Bree misses it. And so she asks, Bree, did you hear what I just said? Bree answers, no. Mm-hmm. And um, she goes into confrontation mode, where she puts her cup down and gives Brie a long stare. And uh brie uh she says Brie, you you've been weird all week and brie is avoiding her gaze and pokes out of her bowl of grits with a shrug and then says just focusing on school stuff i got a c minus on an english test so it's clearly warranted what were you saying and then alice is like you've never gotten below an a in english in your whole life like what is going well, on
0: there's yeah there's two things here one i really appreciate that she's coming at this with concern and not judgment like she was at the beginning mm-hmm. of this book um uh, also i mean the C is i get yeah she's got a lot going on and she's been struggling but i would say like when you go to college that is no longer really different. the litmus yeah like you yeah, definitely yeah. need time to adjust before you get back to whatever grades you were used to um yeah but yeah
2: Even with ap i had ap history and i got not great scores. When I first started, I was like, excuse me, I am a top student. I always do well. How dare you? And and then it was like, oh, you actually have to study. Before, you could just take your notes in yeah, class and then a- come to the next class and you would, you'd you be on top of it. Guess what? Now you have to spend time at home reading ahead for the next chapter so you can be on top for the next one. Next time you have a class discussion and then a class discussion will help you with your notes and your test review practice i will how, say as someone who like
1: excelled in english and like the written you know humanity arts and humanities, stuff that learning how to study thing they need to figure out how to do that earlier because that yeah, was absolutely. the thing that killed me in college i was like i don't even know how to study study mm-hmm. they had a first year experience course for us where they were supposed like were we went through
2: like study things like things are supposed to know like you don't you have to pick up to do in like college but then I got I had first year experience my second semester of college I was like okay great (laughs) like so useful now (laughs) right um so uh Alice um says I know you don't have a dress for the gala thing this weekend we can go shopping after class there are a ton of boutiques downtown and I saw some sales Bree looks away and then gnaws the side of her cheek. Um, yeah, about that. I'm not going. Alice rears back and then gawks at Bree like she's grown scales. I'm sorry. What did you just say? Bree blinks. I decided not to go through with that group, so I'm not going. Hi. Yes, hello. I regret to inform you that you've had a temporary lapse in judgment. Mm-hmm. These things happen, and I'm going to try to make- not. I'm going to try not to make you feel too badly about it, but you're going to that gala. Regrows <laughs> Alice. I don't want this to go. Is,
0: this is a hard one because if this was just a regular, regular gala, then yeah, yeah, skip you it. know, uh, no, not even skip it. Like, yes, yeah, skip it. Like if you felt like it. But I'm saying, like, if you're Alice, like, yeah, pressure your friend yeah into going to this party. But because it's the order, I'm like, she probably don't need to be
1: there. But right, the <laughs> like, thing is deeper like, than just like Alice not wanting is, to be social. Yeah. From Alice's perspective, it's like, we need this. Both right. of us. Like <laughs> but you need to go also, and deal with that hot man so you act like I'm just supposed to pretend like you stopped, you know, you weren't all gooey-eyed about over and him. now he just won't right. exist and you over it. But I need this because I, when have I ever gotten to style and dress mm-hmm. someone for a gala?
0: And as a and again, I get it as as a friend who has not been brought in on all this. Mm-hmm. It's just that this gala is a little bit more than just a regular gala, you know?
1: Yeah,
2: I feel like if, it, if it were a regular gala,
1: it would just be like that because you are someone you were someone, you are someone who who dresses. like brie's been out here in the star wars city for three weeks okay
2: what i'm saying if it were a regular gala sure what is a regular gala is what i'm saying like if it were just like Like one that's not also a a
0: undercover selection for scions
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm saying i'm saying something like if it were like an honor society or something you know what i mean like something that's like a basic like a regular like no, it that's you're what not I'm gonna gonna say, a secret society Viana is yeah. correct yeah. like as a, a general gala. No,
1: Viana is correct as in, like, this isn't regular because there's a secret society and a cult underneath it. You, my good friend for are incorrect because a gala is a gala. It's not a thing that comes around for a lot of people. They come around.
0: this a gala every week. Right. They do. Sure. I, I, I think feel like they, they do it in like college it. and stuff. For I feel like always invited.
1: There's, uh, it just I wet, was never invited, nor had the inclination to go to a gala. At I went to an NAACP
2: point... gala that was with the United Union Workers, whatever, UAW. In um, like high school, because I was in the NAACP. Because chapter.
1: you were involved in. Th- I'm saying Bree Matthews has been walking around in a Star Wars hoodie with uh, What do wear on a regular face. day is not. Like, no, I'm saying, that's not what I'm. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you were involved. You were a joiner. I'm saying,
2: I'm saying she. If this were just a gala where she is not expected to have a role, if she were not like having a role within the gala, if she were just there to be a spectator or part of the crowd, then all the more reason for her not to go. But because she has a role to play within the gala, then it's kind of like, mm, we need to figure out how to get you into a the- place where you're ready to go to this gala.
0: And see, I'm on the opposite. In the sense that Greenies not does not need to be messing with the order, so we my, know that generally, yeah. But that's why I'm saying if it was a regular, if it was just a the, regular gala, whether she had a role or not. But if it was a regular gala in which she was not potentially binding her, bonding herself to a scion of some century right. white dude then like right. sure she like let to go to a the party and to no be, yeah yeah it's like it's like pressure your girl to be to be social and go to the gala but given the information that we have although alice does not have it i'd be like like if alice knew i feel like alice would be like you know what we just gonna but paint like nails at home
2: regular gala like a non like non-role-fulfillment Gala, I feel like Alice would be invited too. So it'd be more of a regular gala thing is killing
1: me. But
0: that's not what I but Yes, sure sure. I'm just saying in terms of the pressuring, it's one of those things where it's kind of like, I don't know, maybe Brie has a point in not
2: going. But But that's not her point in not going though. It's not like not even her reason. It's like just like avoidance and like yeah she but what is balloon. she avoiding
0: she's avoiding being bonded to nick partially because like you know her her own personal like emotions around why she doesn't want to be bonded is another thing but like
2: she don't need to be bonding herself to know these people so that's she doesn't she doesn't and i think she's she thinks she's like doing this smart the thing her mother would do and that's she I believe smart thing
0: and i, I feel just... like
2: it is the smart thing,
0: even though I know we also know. I'm not saying it's not the smart thing. I'm just saying. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of, of. Yeah, a lot of. We, have, a lot of, we but,
1: will agree to yeah. disagree. And both of y'all.
0: I don't even know what we're disagreeing on, honestly. I feel on like the, we're on all
2: the just idea talking that, like, I feel like we're on <laughs> just, different components of the story that we're on. But I feel like, yeah, like we're, we're
1: referring on, to. We're not agreeing on the importance and or rarity of Fed of galas that's what you are not agreeing on
2: we're on different components of like what like I role fulfillment like gala like two different yeah. things it's different to like three different things yeah because yeah. i I'm, I'm confused you about you have thoughts of... about if you listener have thoughts about the gala and or what Bree should or should not be doing please let us know we <laughs> yeah, are not like not totally. drawing team just like literally what are your thoughts about Bree and this gala yeah because we're having three
0: different conversations.
2: <laughs> it's fine You sure are <laughs> um so alice, um brie groans alice i do not want to go and alice is like you are going to the gala even if i have to force you into one of charlotte's dresses and Ooh. brie describes alice's eyes have gone flinty behind her frames and i love that for her um brie sighs and pulls up her greasy newspaper tosses it into the and tra- onto her train says you don't understand Alice crosses her arms and says, I understand you completely stopped talking to that hottie hot boy who adores you and you won't explain why. And it sounds like you did nothing wrong. I understand that you have an invitation to a black tie event that you seem to want to toss in the trash. And I understand that I begged my parents to let me stay on campus this weekend just so I could help you get ready. And honestly, Bree, we were too nerdy in high school for me to let you throw this opportunity away. <laughs> So
1: i'm saying i'll said we need this this is for both she of did. us she is we about to get dressed up just, so I'm on YouTube inflamed, looking
2: at she's like I'm, I'm vicariously living through you and i'm telling you i've looked at multiple makeup artists with your skin yes. tone i on got YouTube. pinterest boards. i have some hairstyles that i saw that might work for you like i I've, I've, I've got been on youtube nightly you've been doing your
1: homework <laughs> i've been doing mine too <laughs> I got the flaky um, eye down. <laughs> um,
2: so Brie gapes at Alice after she makes this proclamation. Um, 16, uh, of what has gotten into you? Alice replies, 16 years of Disney movies that I know that you watched just as much as I did. So what's really going on here? And I, that was where I was like, and you know what, Alice? We're That's where we're together because... I'm like, when I think, think about the social things that I did growing up, and even to the same possibly, uh, but more likely when I was growing up, there were things that I felt like I should do as like the teen experience, because mm-hmm. like, as I saw in movies or TV shows or whatever, that was a teen experience. I should go to prom when I have the opportunity, because when am I ever gonna have the opportunity to be 16 and go to prom again? You know, you only do it once. When, I'm, well, when else am I gonna go? Do this other like big movie, uh, conflict point or whatever in a teen life again. I'm gonna go do it. So, I feel like, yeah, there is something to there is something that could go on here. An article, perhaps, that I probably is already in the arena, maybe even a book, uh, that has been written about like the way that pop culture has like put a lens towards what certain experiences should be or what kind of experiences that you need to have in your life as you're progressing through life um and yeah i feel like everyone has been cultured to think that at some point in their life they will have a reason to dress up in a fancy outfit and go to a big event and for some people like into Robin, Robin, like, weddings that counts right but i'm saying for some people that might be like oh, ah no i'm gonna avoid that at all costs and others i feel like it's like oh it's something that's supposed to happen at some point so i may as well be ready be ready so i don't have to get ready and i those two different camps there's people in between i'm sure but i'm just saying those are two camps of like being i had to do it because my mom
1: was like very much a like prom person and like we had to yeah i was like the whole thing i was like i don't understand why this is happening to me
2: she was influenced by her social social
1: she just was very much like, if you don't go to prom, you'll regret it. And I was like, I can't see that being the case. And to this day, I don't even remember prom, but like, <laughs> I know I went and I knew it was, I know it's a big deal. And I know that what the thing I remember most about prom is that at dinner, um, we went somewhere in La Jolla and I spent $35 on a chicken Caesar salad. And I'm still mad about it. Cause there was no reason to spend $35, $35 on a chicken Caesar salad. One plate that, no. In the, it's the just early, in the early 2000s like we like yeah, inflation has gotten out of not. control so that same yeah. salad today probably is like $60 and I don't understand <laughs> I didn't understand then I don't understand now the wedding thing is different because it is a thing that you do kind of I don't know I always feel like this level of almost like obligate like I want to go and I want to celebrate you I've never been to like a super fancy wedding too I'll say that they've mostly been like pretty casual or I I don't know what the, that like California chic type of (laughs) beach, beach vibe, I would say. Um, But you still dress up and you're non, what you would
2: walk around town wearing. Yeah,
1: yeah. But for me, it always comes down to like, how do I do this with the least amount of stress possible? And then also like, it's worth doing so that I can go celebrate my friends. But it's not anything where I'm like, ooh, I get to be, you know, I'm not looking forward to the dress up part. That's the part where I'm like, oh, hopefully I don't embarrass nobody. Which by who came with me to find the dress for the last wedding I went to, I was pretty sure I was like, I kind of know what I want to wear because I want it to be comfortable if it has pockets bonus and I don't want to embarrass nobody. <laughs> and I don't want to be confused. I hate wearing clothes that are confusing. Don't put me in something that needs to have instructions for how to get in and out of it.
2: That is the reason why, to this day, I'm in a fight with wrap Dresses. But that's an aside we can get to <laughs> some other time. Mm. Bree yells, I don't want to go. She's loud enough that Alice flinches and that two girls sitting beside them in the cafeteria turn in their direction. She pulls her bag out from under the table and then starts to it up and then says, I need to get to class. Alice watches Bree shaking her head. This ain't it, Maddie. What's not it? This. She waves her hand at me. A couple of weeks ago, you were all over this group, texting this Nick kid all the time, going to therapy, staying out late, and this week, all of that's gone? You get back to the room earlier than I do? You spend more time studying than I do? Read the school newspaper? And I know you're not sleeping. She shakes her head. This is not it.
1: I hate flash love friends like this. Um,. Because it's like, god damn it, let me have my grief or like my secrets too, mm. you know? She's been let she like, let her soak
2: long enough for her to do this. She let Brie soak for whatever t- amount of time it is for her to observe all of this.
1: But so I like, but what we- I feel I feel like Brie is thinking, like, all right, I am doing that now I'm doing what Alice asked me to do. So I'm I'm now I'm actually going to convince her that things are getting back to normal. And then Alice immediately was like, uh-uh. Yeah. Clock. Mm-mm. This don't smell right. That's
2: not true. That's not true. But I'm going to say this. Okay, uh, let me finish with their conversation. <laughs> so uh, Bree says, you get mad at me for not taking school seriously enough. And now I'm taking it too seriously? I a couple of weeks ago, I came home crying too. Is that what you want? Of course not. But this week, you're a zombie. You know what you need? Bree stands up and sighs. Are you going to say Jesus? No, she points at me. You need homeostasis. I don't understand. You this. Just... Can you
1: guys explain like the, yeah? Like, you did me, with, the, with finish the square thing? Okay. Did you just biology me? Sure did.
2: Bree falters with no comeback in sight, and the end, she gives up and just says, "I gotta go." She picks up her tray and leaves, ignoring the look of disappointment on
1: Alice's face. All right, science me. What is homeostasis? That's like a, a state of um normal neutrality yeah like finding your
2: center like if you are if you know if you find your core find your center then you're like you're balanced you're not like it's your common is kind of like your default okay but if you have like um they say what did they say later crap my notes um equilibrium like, so I mm-hmm. acquaint it more with like humans with equilibrium because I, again, I have issues with balance and spatial awareness. And so sometimes I will bump into things and then I have to find my center because I'm wobbly. Um, and um, I always uh, think of it in that way about equilibrium and like finding the thing that keeps me from wobbling all out of control because I will fall over. I, if I don't find
1: my center, I will fall. And it happens plenty okay i love when you have no idea what something means but you try to get it through context and then you find out that you were correct i was correct yeah i just wasn't sure i was correct yeah that's although that sounds sciency
2: and i I know there are people who are sciency who listen to this who might explain it more sciency so sorry if i i did not do that but (laughs) (laughs) Christiana. don't come out of stock don't I'm not pulling that up. It's been years since I've been in science class. This is how I'm going to, how my brain has interpreted it over time. Mm -hmm. Um, So later that night uh, Brie is contemplating Mm -hmm. life in the Order. Um, She even makes herself imagine the gala and it hurts her to do that. Um, And she's kind of just having this moment of of realization that like Alice is right um, she doesn't have a homeostasis she doesn't have an equilibrium and uh, she also knows that Brie, Brie uh, that Dr. Hartford saw it um, and voiced that to her um, and that's when she pushed the Dr. Hartwood away and also Dr. Hartwood told her that she wanted nothing of Bree, not wanting to reach that equilibrium so this com- uh, compiles with her general like umbrella um, revelation is that her agony has a hunger and it doesn't want truth it just wants to, and she kind of like you know distracted herself with thinking she wanted the truth of her mother's death but what she actually wanted was to feed her agony more sorrow Um, until no other emotion is left that's how her grief is manifesting for herself she's having a very like even if she's not going to a therapist right now she's like giving her like mind time to like actually contemplate where her emotions are coming from and how she's actually processing life right now um and that's what she's come to which is something that we've kind of like you know we have realized this whole time but she's had to come to that realization for herself and it's a good like hopeful aha moment for her, but it's also kind of like a, a very, very sad aha moment to have is like, I'm feeding mm-hmm. my agony more pain on purpose, but I'm saying, I'm disguising it as truth. Um. So, uh, Alice is not gonna just leave it as a, as a confrontation and little does Bri know, she's called in the big guns, and the big c- guns equal Bree's dad um, who shows up on campus and announces himself by calling Bree. Um, and she's like, it's interesting that he's calling me at this time because he knows, he doesn't usually call me until after I've been with my classes and most of my classes are um, afternoon. So she's like, hey, um, and he's like, Are you busy? And she's like, Nope, I have a class at 10. Um, what's up? And then he's like, Come have breakfast with me, my treat. She chuckles and says, if only. And he's like, nah, come downstairs and bring your books. Daddy pad, I'll pull it up. He said, No, we no I'm, here. I'm, not, I'm not just I'm not just being a sweet dad, like, oh come sit, you know, come hang no, no, no. Like, I'm come on downstairs. We'll Ooh. be back in time for your <laughs> class. I hope that means you're ready to go outside. I don't know what you gotta do, get yourself together. Let's go. She gets down there um, and she realizes that he took a four hour drive there. So if he's there with her, he had he took off of work. Um, and she also realizes that Alice is the one who um, had him come in. He calls her a good friend. Um, and Bree has a moment where she just like is sitting in her dad's presence in the car and she has not she's just like feeling like a bittersweet feeling of like his car smells like home and she uh feels a twinge of pain she expects a full twinge of pain um and she does but it's also chased by warmth so any like reminders of home and i guess are also reminders of her mother and like what used to be and so she every time she's around her dad she feels that bittersweet feeling
0: and, like, I think also there's, like, you kind of feel, like, some... I think, also well, I guess there's two things. One, like, there's also this, like, the absence of it. You know what I mean? Like, I think she was feeling really, like, claustrophobic in the house. um But now that she's had some time away, she's also had time to miss it. And so it's, like, the, like, nostalgia and the, like, she has a little space. Even though, like, shit has gone to hell and she's, like even more devastated than she was or has been in a while like it's given her time to kind of like appreciate those things and not to feel like she's being like constrained by them
1: which i guess is growth in a sense
2: yeah but it's also like she's not around them every day so she doesn't have to actually
1: yeah and i think it's also like one thing about grief that i've experienced at least is like it can be very all-consuming and like people say this a lot too it like it does come in waves and like you're never like Mm -hmm. fully over it but like time does do a lot when when you're in the moment you you feel like you're not ever going to feel any different like this is just how you're going to feel. yeah it's what it is and um it's not that yeah i guess it's just it's it's not as sharp to her anymore Mm -hmm. you know she has even if she has like this persistent grief and she's and it's traumatic grief like it still is all of those things but it's not as sharp you become you know it's like when you jump into cold water like after a while it starts to warm up and you become acclimated um it doesn't mean that that's healthy but she's a little bit more settled in her grief um
0: and i think it's like it's weird in some ways it is, in some ways it isn't. Like, obviously right now she's not in a great space, so I wouldn't say right. like, you know, she's she's doing great in this moment. She's definitely not, but it is like, the grief is still, like, she's still working through it, even if there are a lot of uh, Right, right. And then uh, that's, yeah, I'm not again. And things that she, like, has, like, tried to push away that are now coming to the forefront. Um, It's like, grief is still finding its way you know what i mean like it's still doing its thing in the way that it does if that makes sense
1: right yeah and it, exactly like she's not over the grief and it's still like i said still traumatic and stuff but it's the same thing as like when you um get hurt right there's like the sharpness and newness to pain mm-hmm. that dulls over time it doesn't mean that it doesn't still hurt it just doesn't it, it's not as shocking I yeah guess. um and you start to like kind of understand and get not used to the pain, but kind of used to the pain. Like, you get, um, there's not this, like, surprise element to it. So Yeah, so
2: far, it sounds like, like if we uh, talk about Bree's reaction to pain, she has instant recoil and then run away. Like, those are her I like, mm-hmm. guess avoidance, but she, like, the, the feeling of pain makes her instantly just, like, want to get away from it. Um, and I think it's not i guess she's like the pain is changing in a way that she's able to like kind of like change how she reacts to it but also i think she's learning more about her grief and herself that's allowing her to think through like why she might want to change how she's interacting with her grief um but she has to she's in a place where she's like i gotta the only way I can deal with this is if I move forward is if I get answers to some things that I need to, you know, like she has, she's starting to figure out what she needs to actually get to a place that doesn't look like recoiling all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I not- noted that like Bree support network very much is about breakfast. Like this is, <laughs> oh. <laughs> which I love that for them, you know, yeah, and I love that. Like, and, and maybe like, this is the Biana's family weekend? and brunch.
0: <laughs> yeah, we love to make a brunch. I even like... love, like, on the weekends. Like, I don't really, um, like, I I usually eat breakfast now. I didn't always, but I do now because I get up so early that by the time breakfast hits, I actually am hungry. Um, but on the weekends, I'd be like, you know, I want a breakfast sandwich. Like, I want to, I want something okay. more, like, hearty than just like, or not hearty, but you know, more involved than like oatmeal yeah. or like toast or whatever. But
2: yeah, and I love that it's like maybe it's a free thing because she also really needs that blueberry uh, biscuit. So mm-hmm. maybe she's just like, they're like, this is her love language is breakfast. Like you can always get through the free with a breakfast. So where, of course, does her dad take her? Waffle House. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't
1: understand this, but this is also um, California culture. But as a Californian who moved to the Midwest, like... I saw Wop-off and immediately recoiled and I still don't understand the affinity for it because it feels like like I understand the love of like a good like feedy kind of looking taco shop or like you know what I mean or like the, the hole in the wall like this is where you get the best boba you know what I mean or like you know they they only spend no money on paint <laughs> But all, but you know, the, the taco hits or whatever. Waffle House is a chain and they all look like they have not been cleaned since they first opened. And everyone talks about like the, the shenanigans that go down in the Waffle House, like just the, the, the crazy stuff you go and see at a Waffle House in the middle of the night. And I still don't understand why do you go? It's like Walmart. Food
2: is not a... Yeah, it's like Walmart when you're from a place that doesn't have a lot going on. You don't have a lot of local things like that are open or whatever. And it's like something that it's always gonna be readily available, like a Walmart in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Um it's like I imagine time. it's like
0: a nostalgia factor too. It's like if you get if that if it gets you early.
2: I never I don't think that I I think the first time I ever had Waffle House was probably when I was like fourteen, like something like that. Like it was like I mean, early enough, but I know I don't see it as some place that I'm like. Some people do have a like stronger affinity for Waffle House than I do, but personally, yeah. for for me, like Waffle House is just like, and I feel like most people that I know, because like, it's not something I you go regularly. But it's like if you are up late, and usually this is like college, everyone's out late on the weekend, and it's like we got to stop somewhere. Um, everything is closed. What is consistent that everybody in this car can probably get down with. waffle house House. it's funny
0: because the only time i've been i think it might be the i don't know if it's the only time i've been once or twice but the time i remember the most i was going through it too when i got taken to a waffle house (laughs) (laughs) i was going through it yeah when
1: you said that i was like like, great let's go to waffle house (laughs) i was thinking about the steak and shake in college um so I can kind of get that where it's like it's open late, you know what you're gonna get, you can get some chocolate, you know. But I've just never heard anyone like wax. Po- I mean, I've heard people like wax po- like this, you know what I mean? Like the Waffle House makes an appearance in like the story. But I'm, I'm like, I am like I love a good diner, right? So I'm like there's not a like a local diner. <laughs> I feel like and- local
2: diners are harder to like again because like I'm my small town the diners that we had were like on the town square and they all closed by like 9 PM. Like if you lit it's the waffle house is a chain that is open 24 hours. In, like like so was and that's why uh i made it akin to like walmart you know these right. big chains are gonna be open you know they hours
1: you don't like, know your local diner way. out like yeah. you
2: only know yeah especially on like the weekend and on sundays in particular because mm-hmm. everything down south like to close up on sundays so you have to like you have your go-to's and i feel like some people probably have built routines around the availability mm-hmm. of like waffle house um yeah, yeah in walmart sadly because yeah just not trying to be corporate show over here but yeah just no i no, i get it because
1: yeah, yeah the walmart thing i definitely get i i just read another book where they like the family was like meeting up at waffle house and they have their like standing order and i was like this cute little town y'all don't have a <laughs> do. like and it's if it was like eating. you know 2 a.m i'd be like yeah you yeah. go to waffle house but this is 10 a.m before class
2: that's what I'm saying. I think it's, it becomes a routine thing at some point. Yeah. At first, it's like oh, it's late at night, and then it becomes like oh, let's go to Waffle House. You know, like they have Apple to Browns. think about what you're gonna get. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Um, and that's like talk Speaking of like a, a becoming routine, that's exactly how Bree and her dad like interact with the server. Like the is... Ser- mm-hmm. <laughs> This is a normal. This is a literally your normal interaction at in a waffle house. The server going to give you the menus. You're going to look at it and you'll be like, "Here, like, I already, saw, here's what we're going. I'm going to have." And that's how both of them reacted. It's basically by rote. They just like, "This is what we're going to have." Mm-hmm. Um, and as the server comes back with their drinks and then goes to get their food, uh, Bree's dad, Mr. Matthews, is dadding. And some people, i.e., me. Are catching strays because he's daddy yeah. so well. <laughs> like he's being like open and easy to talk to, and just like in a like a dad way where they just like you're like sure your mom can be, but like dads do it in a specific way where you're like I can yeah. probably I like I can probably sit here and legit say like I'm not gonna tell him this man whatever in whatever kind of way, but I can say something and he's not gonna make me feel too bad about it. Like I can. I can work through something with him um, and I have to like think too hard about how I'm going to talk about it. But for Bree, she really can't talk too hard because it is like the secret order and all that stuff. So she does want to get him involved in that. Um, and so she's kind of quiet to start off the conversation. And then her dad then just because as, as parents do, uh, throws in something that like the last point of like conflict that he knows for her um and says uh talks to her about like the dean like i hope that you're not um having this change and um how you're interacting with school because of the dean and anything that the dean has said to you and Which is like crazy what? to him that that, that feels like... so recent to him yeah, yeah. Has and it should have Re- a, of a, a it's been three weeks like how else and he has she's when is the last time she's called him like he's this is like like the past day or whatever when's the last time she's Mm -hmm. actually seen her talk to her dad so that's the most recent thing he knows right um and it's so funny because Bree's like and it is it does what it needs to do and i think that's what i i can't be overestimated with parents is that even if they're off they will say something that will be like, boy, you are late. Like, let me get you caught up, you know? And it'll, it'll get you to open up in a way that you may not have initially wanted to, you know, open up. Um, and that's what happens with Brie. Um, and she gets to the place where she can actually get closer to what she wants to talk about with um, without kind of, like, pulling it into the order. And so she gets down to the, like, to the actual thing a bit um, and says, did mom ever talk to you about grandma? And he sighs heavily and then sits back. Not much. Your grandma died when she was young, 18 or so, I think. And she was gone by the time your mom and I met. I could tell her mother's death weighed heavily, heavily on her, you know, like real heavy. And Brie's surprised by that because she did, she knows some facts about her grandma, but she uh, doesn't know anything in particular besides that, like, she, her grandma didn't have any siblings and that she had died from cancer. Um, And she says that she, uh, Brie thinks about how she's never really, she never really heard her mom express any pain about losing her. Um, And Bree, I mean, and yeah, so Bree's dad answers, like, it didn't come out like that. Like, it came out and how she raised you. I didn't notice at first, but she had these nerves that started up when you were, what, 10? 11? You do a sloppy job cleaning your room or for you to take out the trash. Didn't matter what it was. And she got on you for it, you remember? And Bree's like, that's just parents, though. He shrugs parents have been pushing their kids hard for decades my parents did it i know your grandma did it too but your mom took it to another level she tried to control it around you but in private he whistles anxious rattled sometimes straight up scared had nightmares about you getting hurt or kidnapped a few years ago started taking longer and longer for her to calm down one week when you were 13 you left the milk out on the counter overnight remember that it took three days for her to let up let it go and that's when I finally told her I said Faye she's a kid she's gonna mess up she'd say that she just wanted to get you ready to make sure you could handle yourself if we weren't around and automatically Breeze test titans uh titans and she wonders did her mom know and the answer is yes yeah
0: and also like it's, it's so funny I go back and forth with brie's mom about what she kind of like her choices her choices and like her reasons for keeping things from brie um in the sense that like she was clearly prepared like she knew what was whether her mom specifically like uh prepared her for her death i don't know if that was true but like she definitely came into it knowing about her history and what that stuff you know like what was coming through through her and um and like what that power was and then she kind of just like denied that from brie while knowing that she couldn't stop it and so that's the part where i'm kind of like ma'am you should have said something like you're trying to prepare her but you're still not quite preparing her for the right thing um and And or you're like doing this roundabout way to do it and instead of it actually like preparing brie like now you're gone and she has all these questions and she's learning about magic for the first time. She's about to like inherit all of this, like this yeah. thing. Right. And like, she has no clue what that is. And so that part, I feel like she like really did a disservice in that way. Um, I think this also like this passage shows a lot about like black generational trauma and the way that like mm-hmm. folks go through these really horrible things and then don't talk about it. And then it comes out in like really, you know, disciplinary actions in order to like prepare your kids for the real world and so then you're mm-hmm. just passing that trauma mm-hmm. on without fully like explaining what where it's coming from or analyzing
2: it for yourself without analyzing
0: it for yourself without going to therapy as Bree's dad kind of brings up in a second but like um just kind of again passing that pain and that trauma on and not on purpose right it's not like you're 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 doing what you think is necessary you're doing all that you can to like make sure your your kids kids
2: safe you're thinking right and you want them to be safe you
0: want them to feel like they can you know be smart in the way that they move around the world um but in that like not again because you're not fully interrogating before because you're not fully explaining to the kid what you're doing and why and like what that means it just kind of models it not only like puts that trauma on them but also models to them how they should act and the house they should treat their own kids and it just becomes this like cycle and so i like uh that tracy incorporates this in here and obviously she uses like the magic in the line and all that stuff to kind of it makes it fantastic like fantastical or whatever but it also kind of drives the point
1: home yeah um but and i really like pointing so i have way. two things um one is a question that i'll get to afterwards but like one of the things that i always think about too when we when it gets to like the you know parents have been driving their kids especially black parents driving their kids harder like disciplining more it's like having like we we all probably have had that sense of like you have to work twice as hard to get half as far type of thing which does allude to systemic oppression and racism um but like when you're driving them that hard are you I know for me growing up in like predominantly white spaces, it was also like a lot of things were not as explicitly tied to like, these are like, we're preparing you because like, this is something that specifically black women are going to have to deal with. Or this is something that specifically black people are going to have to deal with. And then you're seeing the people around you and you're like, they don't got to be home by the time the streetlights come on or like, they don't have to do this or they don't have to mm-hmm. do that. And so it's like, you're preparing me for the world, but like no one else is getting prepared like this. So, you know what I mean? And so um, at certain levels, you do kind of understand like, oh, my world is going to be, look different. But that seems like sometimes it's left for the child to also understand um, where it's like, the discipline just shows up as like discipline and like anger without like, or, or even without the anger be, like without them like kind of verbalizing the anger is based in fear and the fear is based in mm-hmm. racial trauma um and like you know the half the getting twice as or being twice as good to get half as far as based in like systemic like systemic issues that are like walls that are built up against you as opposed to like the way that white people like to you know, explain it, which is another thing that, you know, black kids are getting thrown at them, which is like, you know, bad apples or, you know, there are some racist people, but it's like, no, 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 no. Like, yes, that's true. But like, there are also just like whole ass institutions that are set up um, to be against you. Right. And so like, and I don't know if it's a fact of like parents and people like not having that language to fully explain why they're doing it. Like you were saying about it, like, it then trickles down to the child and the child is like, well, this is just how things are done when they have kids. Right. And so no one has been able to fully articulate and explain that. And I think that's something that I've, I've noticed at least it's kind of happening more with like social media and stuff like that. It's like, Oh, I understand. Like the streetlights thing. I was like, Oh yeah, that's just like a a good signal for kids who probably don't have a watch or don't have, you know, whatever to be like, streetlights, come on, you come in the house. And then like, Social media was like, oh no, sundown towns like that. Amazingly <laughs> comes from that, and now you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> like you know. Um, and it was like obviously like a like a oh duh type of situation when I figured it out. But like I was I would not have been able to like articulate or make that clear cut line until I mm-hmm. was exposed to like someone actually like you know doing a video essay about it or whatever. Um, so that's like one point where I I think that even as educated and smart as Bree's mom was, um, and it's something that someone with uh, anxiety I struggle with a lot too, is like having the, the language to really articulate what you're trying or what you're feeling or what that anxiety is is very difficult, but then it leaves the person dealing on the other side of your anxiety just being very confused and lost and not understanding like, as as irrational as some anxiety is, like in your brain there is a rationality to it, right? Like I I say I love you every mm-hmm. time I like get off the phone with anyone and like that's because like I am always thinking like what if this is the last time I talked to that person and I can say that and people are like, Oh that makes sense. That's sweet. But I'm like no 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 I have like a <laughs> a deep fear of you of you dying. <laughs> you know, like or something bad happening. Um that's harder to articulate in like, in like the sense of like what anxiety feels like, because it is not logical or rational. Um, So I, I feel bad for her, but then I also feel like, yeah, I feel bad for Bree's mom, but then I also feel like there, there does need to be this moment in which you are, you know, saying like, this is what you're actually coming up against. And this is what like your actual history is. And like, yeah, Brie 16, and I think I said this before. It's like, I don't remember. I know that we'll find out more about like the blood craft and stuff like that. I don't remember if there's like a set time frame and maybe she thought she had more time, but it feels like, you know, she was 18 when her mom passed away. 16 seems like a good time to at least start having these conversations or give her some sense of what's to come. And how much of it is is her anxiety and denial and saying, like, if I do this and I do this and do this, I can beat this curse while also still feeling very beholden to it. You know what I mean? Like you don't wanna if you if you mm-hmm. voice something, you give it power, but you also know that it is something that is, you know, a part of your history. So it's complicated, but it also is like at the at the same time, it's like very not easy but like she could have been like brie i'm gonna do everything i can to kind of try to figure out a fix to it but this is historically like what we've been up against here's my question is there a magical reason why they don't have siblings like they just have the one Um, girl? no i
2: just i just don't i don't think that they're all I just don't think they're a long. They're around long enough for it to. they um I can't. They might that. say though. Does it feels like I. I don't remember i don't if there is one i don't remember it really yeah i don't remember there. they might they, say because there's only, a, no but there's a reason why they only they have yeah but i think they only have I think daughters have, but it doesn't say only like they can only have one i don't remember because yeah that like is what so, what stood out to me was like, i think the that they grandmother didn't died have any siblings before.
1: either. her mom doesn't have any siblings and then now he doesn't have any So i'm like is there a reason why i know that they explicitly say like they only have daughters um right but and we'll we'll hopefully get there. But... but
2: if they only have daughters, like it's like why not have exactly like, daughters? Like yeah, I don't
1: because to yeah. me it's like that's interesting. Part, I think it's like the, the part that I'm thinking of is mm-hmm. that grief and trauma of being left or being orphaned, but also feeling very alone as an only child too. You're going through yeah. it alone and
2: having no one else to carry that information yeah. that you learned. On... like it's like it feels like it's like it's a curse that's set up for no one to be able to learn.
1: But yeah. I guess, I
2: think that's where I'm so when i think about brie's mom and this itch, this um thing there's two different things here for me that i like her and brie um for her i feel like that's the thing about death is that we always even if we feel like we know enough around like oh someone's sick and their um doctor said that they have at least x amount of months left or whatever even if we think we know the parameters of death, we never really know how it's gonna affect us or how it will show up. Um, and even if, someone, so if someone's sick and they are given X amount of months to live, it doesn't preclude them from walking out and getting hit by a bus. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't really, It doesn't. you never really know when it's gonna happen. And I feel like that kind of happened to Bree's mom. Um, I think some of her, The for me, um, and I'll get more into this whenever we get, to that part of the chapter, um, and for that part of the discussion here. um, I think that part of it was that she, I guess she made a decision that somehow by not talking to Brie about, and it makes me wonder about how much trauma she had from whatever um, interactions that her mother had with root work, how that came onto her. Because why did she avoid root work so much that Brie didn't even notice it As part of her mom's daily life so she probably didn't even like use it in her regular life right um and how much of that influence how much of her like trauma from whatever root where she witnessed with her mother or whatever during her lifetime it probably Um, was what the thing at the order at the at school we don't know that you know and we don't know but she was definitely using root at school but she wasn't using it enough that she was like in community with others do like like the way that well no because patricia was saying patricia was saying that
0: folks some folks were more secretive or they had their own like communities Mm -hmm. right but she wasn't she wasn't trying to join other communities but they knew that she practiced
2: yeah she just did that solo the people who were secretive tended to be the blood work people or whatever as well And I just wonder what does the blood work mean? Like, what is because Patricia doesn't know what that community looks like. So
1: what trauma? I I know what it was. It was I'm probably gonna get her name wrong, but it was Esther's punk ass. She went and did a memory walk and met her ancestor and said, "Ooh, you're you're a cold hearted woman," (laughs) and then wanted to stay away from it because Esther would be tripping. And is it Esther? It's Esther. I feel like it has to be something within her lifetime. The one, the her ancestor that when, remember, like Arthur is in her head and then her ancestors in her head? Is it, maybe it's not Esther. Vera. Vera? Is it Vera? Vera? It might have been Vera. I, I feel so. like Breeze Mama met Vera and said, No, you know, you're you not going to ever meet my daughter. And keep her
0: no, I definitely and thought you. it was the
2: run in with the, uh, the with the order.
0: Um, you could have left it, but thank
2: you. I think that so for where I am I just really feel like something happened to her as she was growing up with the community or whatever for her to decide that like she didn't want to pass the information over to Bree for whatever reason and so that impacted the way that she thought she could raise her because I've also just recently read um, Mermaids Never Drown and there were a couple stories about mothers and daughters in there and one of them is about like a mother not teaching her daughter about her being a mermaid and it's like it's a thing of like protection of like if i don't tell you about it then you'll never never have to like interact with it and then it will never come back to bite you the way that it came and bit me like you just don't have to know like you just don't have to know anything about it and you can just keep moving forward and i wonder about like it feels like it has to be a deep trauma because it's like how did she think that Bree was going to get older and like maybe she thought because brie got to 16 like in that far through puberty and she didn't have any signs of like using any magic like maybe she thought maybe if, if brie showed signs then maybe she would take it up with her but well, she wouldn't show any signs until her mom died Cause that's how, that like, is, I think she knows true. that that's how it works. But then like, why, again, um, why not prepare her for like showing like any, so it's interesting to me, um, she didn't keep her connected to, if she was part of blood work communities before, she did not keep her family uh, connected to bloodwork blood work communities as Brie was around. Her father didn't know about it. So it's, in, it's just a lot going on there that there are a lot of, of question marks around that, that I, I wonder about her mother's story a lot. And like, and I hope, um. That Tracy gives us something from that. Like I, I mentioned earlier that like um a couple of episodes ago, I would love to hear um a portion of a story of that is just like I guess maybe from Cell's mother, like maybe uh Bree's mom and Cell's mom were friends and like something that happened, like it would be really cool to hear something like that. Um cause I just feel like there's a lot that is influencing the way that she interacted with Breeze and how she like how is being on your kid about picking up stuff outside of like the black trauma of it how is that going to be helpful when it comes to the root work and the blood work and all that stuff um and then from Bree's side i feel like this conversation is like exactly where you i don't i think it happens in different times like different ages and different people people's lives where they're confronted with the fact that their parents are humans who make choices that mm-hmm. are not as well informed as they think like when you're a kid you think if an adult's making a choice they're well informed because they're an adult and they have the um, ability to like know a vast amount of things and are using those that knowledge to make a choice um and occasionally you might see them slip up and you'd be like okay maybe that was just like a one-off choice but you tend to think of the granites around you as having at least a semblance of like understanding before they do Mm -hmm. and it's through time that, that you start realizing for yourself or someone like you go through something and so and it, it makes you come to the recognition of your own um parents in that way. But I think this is very much what Bria Brie is at in her age right now, or in like the life frame right now, where she's finally having a moment. Um, where she's in the same place that we are, where we're questioning like the choices her mother made and. Interacting with Brie and not uh, sharing with Brie and like wondering what, like, why did she not do this stuff? And if she, like, does she know, like, all that stuff? And I love that that's part of the story because that's a human story to like actually get to a place where you're like, the people that I came into life with, um, not only are they flawed, but like, I'm now sitting in a place where I can question, like, what why did they do what they did why am mm-hmm. i doing am i only doing things the way i'm doing them out of a same because they showed me to do it this way and like start questioning stuff like that and i love that um for like this is a ya book i love this for a ya audience for them to have a moment to question and like critically think about like who's influenced them and like what that influence might mean especially if it's your parents because that's not you know adults are not infallible and you know that to an extent but then do you really know it until you get confronted with it with your own parents you know yeah yeah Whew. so yeah oh it's i love a good complex complex is, and, you know yeah. and i think it's
1: also <laughs> important to say like there is still a lot like we've all read Bloodmark, there's still like a lot of questions and I as you were talking, I was like, mm-hmm. let me check to see if we got a release date for book three. And we don't. Yeah. Right. No. We don't. <laughs> no, we don't. It's so really there are still just like questions no. that need answers. Um and I think this is And we hope we get it. We hope we get a- yeah, and this is definitely one of them where it's like, I really hope we get some I, I think we will. Um maybe not all of the answers we want, but we'll get a I hopefully i think we will get just more clarification on um the choices that her mom makes because yeah
0: yeah i mean i feel like i understood in the sense of like homegirl's anxious she wanted to hide her daughter from the order
2: Mm
0: -hmm. and so the 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 choices that she made were not necessarily the right ones but a lot of that was made in like panic and you know what I mean yeah so like I understand it on that sense and like her sense of like I'm preparing her for me not to be here and not so much I'm preparing her for what it means for her for me to not to be here is like kind of where she
1: yeah it's more yeah and I'm saying like the choice the choice of not preparing like not having any semblance of root, like one of the things that I was thinking about when you were talking, Portia, um, about like being apart from the community and stuff, is like that sense of maybe she like understood that they were blood crafters and that's really taboo, and like not wanting to wanting people to find out, reveal yeah, reveal herself, herself or reveal that part of you know, because it also to me feels really strange because it's like she didn't make the decision to be a blood crafter. She's not, like, right. Actively... And also, it's, like. it's not like she's the only blood crafter. When, when Patricia's talking about blood
2: crafter, she's saying that they, like, it's not like there's only one blood crafter lying that's known for She would know yeah. three. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if there was only one, like, oh, there's one family we heard about Maybe yeah, you know what I mean. But like, there's other bloodcrafters out there. So why wasn't she part of a bloodcrafter community? But I think it's side? because
0: of the. I think it's, it's the, the Arthur, Arthur part. Of it. yeah. It's not just like regular.
1: It's not no regular shit. <laughs> this shit is in different area. But how much does she know about <laughs> yeah. Arthur? But how much does she know? Right. You know. But, I, mean? but my thing is that like, I was thinking about that in terms of like but not showing up on the race, run. You know,
0: like there's other stuff we haven't gotten to. Yeah, yet, like that's in Bloodmark. But they're also on the run, so they're not trying to. Advertise that they've got all this stuff to whoever because
1: they got what's his name after right. Her, after but them. also, like the 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 other part is just like not telling her about root at all, right? Because she's like you said, she's yeah. not going to really uncover like get in touch with her magic until after her mom passes. But like how jarring that is to like all of a sudden, right? How jarring it was for mm-hmm. Bree to just be like, "Oh shit, I'm bursting in the flame." Um, i'm literally and how do i t- and how do i turn it off which becomes a big part of blood yeah. Bloodmark. um mm-hmm. but yeah so there's i think that we'll get some semblance like some explanation around at least that like what her thought process was around like not sharing the existence of root and magic in. To breathe. Right, not the whole thing. But.
0: And to her, it could just be like I was scared, and my bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine, you know. But definitely the explanation. Like I, I, I would be satisfied, I guess, with the sense of like I fucked up. Because again, like adults, we don't know what we're doing. We're just kids in in fully formed. Like <laughs> our bodies have like decided, and our brains have decided that we're like fully
2: whatever. But are we though? You know i i don't i I feel like that's another thing yeah i think that's another thing about being in your like when you're your teenage stage or you're fully like critical you know like into your 20s or whatever Mm -hmm. when you're fully like critically evaluating anything the the anger that comes from realizing that nobody knows so everybody knows anything everybody's everybody's, just vibing
0: Yeah, it's all and it's
2: like And it gets, it gets, and then it, 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 the the anger like turns up at every level that you realize there should be accountability. And there isn't like, like you're supposed to be like, you're a congressman who has Mm -hmm. like a law degree and you're telling me that you don't know what these policies mean. Excuse me. Excuse me. No. Well, then that's, that's different. But I'm saying it comes but, from, I think I sense from the same place of like these are people who are supposed to be full grown adults with these accolades and these understanding and make like good decisions. And nobody makes good even if they're like well acknowledged, nobody can make a good decision. Like what are we doing? Are we all just screwed? Like what's going on?
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Being an adult is very uh It's
2: it's and it's weird. mostly for your life like only part of your life is spent being a child but like the your the majority of your life is spent in this thing where you're supposed to know how to do things and it's but i think that's the
0: problem is the assumption that we're just supposed to know as opposed to like oh you're just gonna learn and a lot of it is like learning through experience Um, i I
2: appreciate that about like the generations i think gen x kind of got there but i feel like Millennials and I'm just maybe I'm just like you know brushing our shoulders. I feel like millennials and like Gen Z are better about like not being on that whole like uh stoic older generation thing where it's like when you're an adult you put away childish things and you don't do this stuff. And we're like, no, we, we live in fandom and we are not gonna let the things that bring us joy suddenly be put in the corner because uh we consider it childish. Like that's ridiculous. We're gonna like actually live in our truth and like be open to learning and like sharing stuff with people once we learn it so then that ever someone else is learning with me if they want to you know like it's like we're a bit Mm -hmm. better about it than i feel like previous generations have been they've been more throw that childish stuff in a box and don't pick it up again and like enforcing it on the younger generations and i don't think we do that and i I appreciate that that's where we are time wise agreed we should go no. back
0: yeah hurry up
2: <laughs> um, i don't know today we have a lot we got a lot of thoughts. yeah i love it because this, <laughs> is, this is like a culmination of a lot of stuff or whatever have a lot of, yeah it's true yeah um so uh Brie's dad says that he thinks that uh her mom was scared that she'd leave you early just like her mom left her um and they're both thinking the same thing that she was right and we know that she knew she was going to be right. Um, her hands wipe out her tears that travel down uh, quiet streams on her cheeks. Um, and Bree comes to acknowledgement of like her mom knew what it was like to be in her shoes. Her mom had also lost her mom at a young age. Mm-hmm. And Bree's dad stares out the window with a voice heavy of grief and regret. We weren't raised with therapy and all that. Not something Black folks did or talked about. If you said something, you got sent to church anyway when you applied to carolina it was like a dam that she had inside just broke and all of it every fight every worry came out on you because she never wanted me to come here or maybe she just wasn't ready to let you go and got mad at you for forcing her hand but that fight wasn't your fault brie and it wasn't hers either all that stuff from your mom was holding back hiding it's why i wanted to make sure you were seeing somebody soon so you could get some peace maybe head all of that suffering off at the pass. we love a black man who's advocating for He's therapy just
0: like every time he shows up i'm like you 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 spit that slob bro you're you're just out here
1: like i love this and i will say we've given breathe mama a lot of grief this chapter but like shout out to you for finding a man you know mm. who is going <laughs> to raise your child and be like listen <laughs> your mama she had some issues and we're not going to perpetrate this, you know? Therapy. We're going to break the we going to break it. I'm dealing with my own grief. And in dealing with this grief, I have started to unlock some things. And we are going to break some traumas. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite of the, you know, all of this uh... stuff on the internet. It's like, well, you couldn't choose. Why did you choose that dude? She chose the right dude.
2: <laughs> I've been saying this to my mom, so I've like, like it'll be out of out of like jokes or whatever. She'd be like, "Well, that's your father and I'm like, "Nah, I didn't choose that man. You chose that man. I was born. I had no choice. This is this is what I was given. You, however, have made all the decisions that can." Well, I to
1: will this. also and say I know it's jokes, but in the words of the great philosopher Whitney Autobio, "Men be shapeshifting." So I'm trying not to judge women for falling for the lives of the <laughs> ancient men that they fell for but she got a good one so <laughs> um
2: while uh Bree's father takes a sip of his cold coffee and grimaces uh Bree sees him in a new light that he's done all this thinking and planning and hoping for her because of the pain that he witnessed in his and her mother and if that's not a good partner, seeing the pain in your wife and trying to, like, work it out with your daughter, mm-hmm. her death has sent him down his own mission to save their family, and she'd never noticed. She'd never taken the time to notice. And I, mean, I but love don't that.
0: Don't bad about it. She'd been going through it. But
2: also, yeah. but also I, I enjoy that, like too. She's able to see like i was just talking about how like seeing adults and parents for who they are can be mm-hmm. like groundbreaking and i love that for this she's seeing his consideration and planning for her is actually showing her how much he cares and how much thought he puts into being her father and taking right, right over.
1: And, Absolutely. I, and i think it's also something where y- you have to get to a certain point when you realize how human your parents are and she's in college mm-hmm. and she's going through all of this stuff but she's also 16 like she's i wasn't 16 when i figured that out you know what i mean like she's barely getting to the point of like i won't i'm not even gonna say full independence right she's sitting here at wallhouse with her dad because her dad was like all right (laughs) alice called i'm on the way Mm -hmm. but i do think it takes a certain amount of like true kind of independent the buck stops here type of thing where it's like oh i can't blame nobody for this mistake because i am an adult and i I made this particular. And you're like, oh shit, this is what my parents be doing. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Let me let me get start to give them some grace because I think for me it was like when I ended up when I was like twenty something and I was like, oh, my mom and dad like had me, and I'm struggling at this, at age. this age. Yeah, like at this age, they had two yeah. kids. I'm at this age, and I. Whew. <laughs> my mom. My mom, me
2: when she was twenty, I looked at her and I said. If you were 20 when you had me, if I, let me tell you right now, I am 20. I would never, could never, (laughs) could not even like think it, could Mm -hmm. not conceive it. I can't, and you did it. Congratulations to you. I appreciate you. Could never do it. I see you, not me. (laughs) I mean, my mom and dad were 24
1: and 25 when they had me and I was like, and I was the second. So you had done this before and at 24, 25, you said, let's, let's go again. Let's, let's do, do another it again. one. I can't even remember to pay my bills. <laughs> I haven't been diagnosed with ADHD then either, but you know,
2: I'm like, I was, I'm like, I'm, I'm, to this day, this is semi, this is semi still true. I'm like, I am very selfish and I plan to live my life selfishly. And like, I, for the poor, foreseeable future, I cannot conceive of being 20, doing 20 year old things. And now I got to
1: care of a child. For for what? <laughs> oh, so no. I'm just supposed to not mm-hmm. go to this concert that I want to go to because I got to stay home and watch my baby. Excuse, Excuse me.
2: <laughs> i gotta i gotta sacrifice
1: i gotta sacrifice things so sure
2: my child can eat right because now that's another mouth
1: excuse me oh oh no. so you saying no. i can't just be like "F it i'm out and go move back in with my mama because i got other people mm. yikes <laughs>
2: i can't and the parents that did the parents, the parents who are in our age group and have done these things at a young age, I see you. If you're not even a young age, whatever age you're doing, it, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> she said, not even at a young age, because honestly, that's true. Because at 38, I'm like, y'all, two? this day, <laughs> what we were talking, my me and my friends were talking yesterday, and like they were like, like my- the husband with like two kids, and the wife with like six. Let's compromise it four, and I was like, "Give mm. you four in this economy, in this environment, in this government." Nope. The people
2: I'm like y'all have way more hope in the future than I do because I I look around and it's scary. I moving okay, on. Let's not go there. Let's go. To <laughs> Um, uh, Bree asked, why didn't she move, away, move us away from here that I'd never have known about the school in some ways I think your mother couldn't stand Carolina but she loved it something fierce too so no matter how she felt about that school she could not get it out of her system you would have found out about her graduating from here eventually maybe applied anyway just because she True. did
1: also it's not um, like you and Brie is like some podunk school I don't it's not like her mama went to Wellesley or you know what I mean or like Sarah Lawrence I mean, I... like
2: I don't have I don't scene, have a parent
1: that isn't it? I don't have a parent or
2: a grandparent or whatever who's gone to school ahead of me so I can't talk to about that like legacy thing or, or whatever but I don't think I just think that if she lived in a different state especially if it was like multiple states away she might not consider it because
0: well she might make, if especially with her mom like maybe it would have happened
2: a little later right.
0: you know what i mean like, I feel maybe like wouldn't most, have done early
2: college but like i feel like most of the people i know who have been legacy to schools have been because their parents like
1: made sure that they were around alumni events and so what i campus not chapel really hill, i mean like when i was when my Carolina, parents unc chapel hill is going to be on your list like you might need to be
2: but she said why didn't you move us yeah, away what, so but i'm saying,
0: saying even like but i'm saying like so my parents went to cal and i ended up not going to cal but my whole life up until it was time for me to like decide where i was going to go to school i thought i was go- i wanted to go and not because they all they said was i went to cal <laughs> i was like that's where i'm going man you know what i mean so like sometimes kids do yeah. that where you're just like that's what my parents did, so I want to. Not so much like I feel like I have to. I think maybe for of like, more tr- like it, it worked IV out well kind for of them. You more
1: pressure, so it'll work out well for me, right?
0: And also just like I want to be like my parents. That's how you like you know your parents are your first kind of. sometimes they're role models they're They're like how you see like this is how you're supposed to be an adult and how you're supposed to like do this thing and my parents did that i'm trying to do it too and i'm saying Um, as someone who's and you know there's more pressure around like there's more pressure around i would think like ivy leagues and that kind of legacy but like you know my parents went to a it was a uc so like i was just like cool y'all went
1: right and then and that's like chapel hill is not like a by any means like an easy school to get into but it is like a very prevalent school and like I'm saying like I didn't have my parents didn't go to like traditional college um but I grew up watching basketball and like watching our- I applied to the University of Oregon after a very exciting March madness. Why not <laughs> the best way to go about it. Thank God I ended up not going there but it definitely spent my $60 because in my brain, so the schools that I knew were like the Pac-10 schools that I knew them through sports or whatever. And so what I'm saying is like, even if they were a couple of states away, like she might not have, because of out-of-state tuition and all of that stuff, she might not have applied to UNC, but if they still lived in the South and in, that, like, in the area of the Carolinas, she would have thought about it because <laughs> It's a major school. I lived in the South. I did not think about it. But did you think about. Because her mom went there. But they're they're an ACC school. But did you think about like the SEC school? I don't care about sports. Does we care about sports? No. No, no. I'm not saying like through sports, but I'm saying through. I mean, I guess it is through sports, but I'm like, those were the schools that I saw a lot of. They were just like in my periphery. Like I wasn't, I didn't think I was going to go play sports at Oregon. No.
2: The, all the kids uh, like i'm going to tell you from tennessee all the kids that i were was in school with everybody talked about in-state schools they didn't mm-hmm. talk about um if it was out of state it was like auburn or it's supposed to be auburn that was it And yeah
0: i think it's really just a matter of like you know your mom went there yeah i think it's more about you know her to be like your mom so i'm gonna you know what i mean i'm gonna go there again whether or not she actually would have means yeah, like, i met, I, I ended up there. not going to cal but i thought for a good 16
2: years that that was what was gonna happen so yeah i so this like other timeline that she i just i love that we keep getting moments where it's like a whole other timeline where her mom would have done this or shabri would have mm-hmm. done that or whatever. Um. And her dad is like, um, well, no, Bree says, I think she was right anyway. And his, her dad looks up and says, and is startled, what now about me not being ready? He uh, puts his copy down. He says, you got that wrong, all wrong. And I thought you were smart. You're wrong because she was wrong. It was never about you being ready, kiddo. It was always about her. Stop trying to make me feel better. He fixes me <laughs> with a stern glare. That's the truth. She wasn't ready to let you face the world, but you've been ready, kid. She made sure of it. He shifts in his chair, then digs into his jacket and pulls out a small square pocket Bible. She recognizes the worn cracked brown leather and the and the gilded golden edges immediately. It was her mother's, the one that she carried with her everywhere. He tells Reed to flip to the back and he says, probably not something that she meant for anyone to see, but he shrugs, I love her and I miss her and he squeezes out um he squeezes back his tears and that's not a breath i think she'll forgive us for snooping she opens the bibles with shaking fingers and she feels like she's touching something intimate and private um she's never owned a personal bible but they've always seemed mystical to her and when she gets to the blank session that her dad tells her to flip to it's blank except for notes and then on the very last page there's a curly script and dated in the last year and on it it's a small note that says lord she's already stronger than i ever was i worry her challenges will be just as powerful i worry that i am running out of time please protect her and give me the strength to let her go <sighs> i got something else for you kid It's in the car be right back and his dad shoves out of the booth and while Bree just continues to stare and look at the bible in her hands Her mother carried so much pain from her own loss. Maybe the exact things that Patricia and said that Brie had inside of her traumatic grief, PCBD grief. And then after she was born, it became anxiety. Maybe she'd been feeling the way that she could explode. Maybe she'd had Bree's fear and fury, and she hid it from her as best as she could. And knowing that they had that in common, knowing that Brie's feelings are an echo of her mother's is a revelation to Brie. It makes her sad that she her mother suffered. It makes Brie wished that she could talk to her about it. And it also makes her want to tell her mom that she understood. And she feels like she's been, uh, Brie feels like she's been chasing the hidden truth for so long. And now that she uh, finds that one of her mom's truths already lives inside of her, it makes it feel closer to her mom. And right now that feels like enough. When his dad, When her dad is back in the booth, uh he mentions that he had thought about donating her clothes and they laugh about how many clothes that she has and how he's still like not really really in a place to do that yet um and partially it's because one of his friends said that um who also lost a wife said that once you get rid of their clothes it's when you know they're really gone um anyway i was Mm -hmm. in the closet the other day and i found this i thought you might want like to have it he hands Bree a square blue velvet box, and she, which she recognizes immediately. It's where her mom stored her golden charm bracelet. She'd only had two charms on it, one with Bree's name and one with father, her father's name. It was one of her nicer pieces, but it was the one she seemed to love the most. And even now the smell of her and velvet is strong and alive like she never left. It overwhelms Bree, bypassing the rational parts of her brain and zinging straight through to her memory. It pulls to a weekend a sh- of shopping with her at the mall, it unearths the sensation of her hugs. It sinks, down, sinks Bree down into her lap when she was little and rushes her past every single one of her cool hands on her forehead when she was sick. Bree moves to open the box, but her dad stops her. Open it when you get back to your room. So I'm going to get back to my room. You're not going to tell me not to study too hard. You can study hard, but only that's how you want to do it. No matter what you do, you've got to live your life, kiddo. You've got to be in the world. That's what she would want you to do. He would just across the table and take both of her hands into his. Don't let your life... Don't make your life about the loss. Make it about the love. Bars. That's what I call bars. It was bars. Daddy Matthews.
1: Later. After I read that,
2: I... Yeah, I've, I, uh, after I read that, I spoke to Darren about, like, the importance of, like, older Black men sharing their wisdom, but also, like, in, in the, the right times, because I feel like there's a level of, like, and this is true for a lot of people, but I feel like especially I've seen it, uh, I've seen it recently talked about for, like, Jay-Z, and apparently people who work with him said that if you work with him, he's, like he's like easy enough to work for but you gotta like sit there and listen to him like try to give you advice all day and i feel like that's a thing i feel like a thing about like old head black men where they're like they didn't get enough time to share wisdom or hear wisdom when they were younger so they feel like they just have to do it like it's something they have to do with an older black man is like share stuff and you're like bro like half of this stuff doesn't apply to me like i don't need it mm-hmm. um and so I like whenever you see moments of Black men, like not only like being able to pass on a thing they feel like they want to pass on, but also um, they do it in the way that's actually going to be like receptive and useful to people and, you know, well received on both sides. And I so I enjoyed that for Bree's dad here. Um, that, yeah, I, I agree with the... Um, with the observation that there are that he's the only black man we really see represented well in this story, in this book, um, and how that is a detriment to like uh representation of black men throughout this out uh, this story. But I think that um, you know, giving the time or whatever conceit and yes, it still could have done been done better um i really enjoy that Bree's dad comes through the way he comes through and that like it's really comes through and telling her like he's not gonna tell her how to live her life but he is gonna give her don't make it about the loss make it about the mm-hmm. love Give her the keys, and, and that's all she really that's the main thing like if she can just come back to that and it's like a simple like framing for her to just be able to come back to without her like losing the like the juice of it i love that for him like he's mm-hmm. able to dance that together yeah. Also, Justice for Valak, unless and he doesn't that's...
1: count as a Black man.
0: No, he does, but we're just not there. Oh, she was this was talking book. About this, okay. This book. This book. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's why Mr. Matthews is everybody's MVP, it looks
1: like. <laughs> um, I also had a <laughs> special shout out to Alice for calling Mr. Matthews in. I love when it's like, basically, she was like, a time for yeah. reinforcements. Call the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Avengers assemble, you know though so, mm-hmm.
2: but yeah, she's like, I can't do this on my own. I, I use the power. I invoked the power of Disney yep. specials, and she gave me nothing. It's, so you it's know above can, me now. You know, the higher yeah. power
0: here. <laughs> um, who is? I think bench? we also have
1: a um quorum for bench, which is the order I I unanimous voting. Yeah. Um, I think it needs three chapters and you know the what was that 38th chapter or 40 chapter 40 is very short um and just gives us angst but Mm -hmm. there there isn't a a villain besides the villain the main big bad which is the order for me and i think yeah um even in the choices that Bree's mom made um, that stems, it, it, if you follow that line, it goes back to, um, Jonathan Davis, the Davis ancestor being a piece of shit and like, you know, saddling them with Mur- with Arthur. So, um, I, I don't, it's the only choice for me <laughs> in these chapters
0: yeah agreed it's like we see a bit more about how they operate we uh see the ways that they've kind of affected all of these people and we see the way that even though brie is thinking that it's not affect that that the order has nothing to do with this like spoilers it really does yeah. so <laughs>
1: um yeah it all stems from their choices
2: i also yeah, I also like that. I think the lack of choice that is here because of this order, but also the like how Brie is like in this moment affected by the choices that she can make going forward by the order because of those things as well. Like, it's like it can, it's like not only does it have like historical ramifications, and like is it show those same historical like relationships rippling into today, but she also literally just can't. 'Cause a stupid Arthur and his stupid bloodline, she literally just can't go from being like, oh, I was on the wrong end here and I can go do something get out of this now. But also like when did her 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 mom, her grandmothers, all you know, all the people how the mothers before her, um they never got to be part like it doesn't sound like they ever were really part of the community they were like they Mm -hmm. were kept away from community because of the freaking order and Mm -hmm. the order is already bad enough about other magical users but gosh darn it so i really just like the order can stay in the garbage bin
1: yeah forever thank you for listening and join us next week when we discuss chapters 42 through 44 i cannot believe how close we are y'all are not ready even Um, though it's a spoiler heavy podcast and you think you're ready you're not because I'm not Uh, Wizard Team is part of the
0: Black Nerds Create Collective if you want to keep up with our content you can check out our website at blacknerdscreate.com and follow us on Instagram and Tumblr at wizardteampod and at blacknerdscreate
2: bye (laughs)